Hi, Sally. It's Cody Abilene. You got anything for me? Cody, you sexy, gorgeous cowboy. Cody, tell me what you're wearing. I bet you're wearing those sexy, tight jeans. I'd love to have you here. Too much. Cody, I want you so bad. I want to feel your manhood pressed against me. Oh, I understand. I want you so bad right now. Okay, look, I'll get back to you on that, all right? You sexy man. Your tongue would really enjoy being on me. My nipples are even hard just talking to you. Get on the horn and get the police over here to the Chamberlain house as soon as possible. It's a homicide. God, I wish you could come through this phone right now. Yeah, look, just call the police, all right? I'll talk to you later. Did you learn anything, Cody? Yes, ma'am, I sure did. I'm gonna go take a cold shower now. Welcome back, Golden Globies. You enjoyed the Beefy Boys last week, and this week you're getting the Tit Trio. The Tit Trio. Tit Trio, yes. The Tit Trio. And we're all sexificated to the moon right now. We got all of our education on the sexification down, locked in. Because it's Andy Sedaris Day. Hey, Professor Sedaris. Professor, <laughs> thank you. You know, we're burning all these books and everything these days, but they're not burning the movies yet. And no. that's what we need to do is send Andy Sedaris films to school Public to libraries, help yeah. kids learn about sex. Yeah, in a fun way. It, sex is supposed to be a fun thing. And Andy Sedaris teaches us that. Because <laughs> we're losing it. We're losing God in our lives, and we're losing sex in our lives. We are, yeah. Look, yeah, young people are fucking less and less. That's right. I think it's maybe that's why because there's not a lot of cable porn, soft porn. That's anymore. right. We the were... kids go straight to the hard stuff. Yes, they need to be teased into it more. Yeah. That's why the girls aren't having as much fun with it. The guys are not having any fun at all. You're immediately first time choking a girl. It's like <laughs> no, you got to build up to that shit. You know. I'm just seeing, I'm talking about the crazy porn kids are watching now. Like that, that, that shit didn't fly when I was first time I saw porn. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. And of course, if we're going to be traversing the Sedaris universe, the Sedaraverse, Andy Land, I call Andy it. Andy Land. Yeah. We can't do it alone, Murray. No, we need an expert. We always we're always about having experts. That's right. Because we ain't doing research, <laughs> so we need people who do research for us. Well, again, we're not a store. We're not a podcast of facts. No, we're not. We're a podcast <laughs> of education. Feelings. <laughs> Feelings. Field education. You're gonna get felt up all throughout this episode. All throughout it. You gonna introduce her, her friend, her sideralogist. I just hope everyone, if you got a boner, strap it in, tape it down. If you got tits, no, tape let it loose. Down. Let it loose. Let it loose. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, You're, I know. I know. This is a pants-free episode. Pants-free. I know everyone's been dripping wet hard for the last week after the Beefy Boys episode, and we're probably gonna get our. This is yeah. This is actually a cool-down episode. That's it's how. Cool down? That's how hot. Last week's episode okay. was. Well, it's going to be very satisfying for everybody. And to help with that climactual satisfaction, Mike. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't know what the logic is. I, I guess we do need to cool things down after that story that uh, Thunderlats told about his dad talking about <laughs> Arnold's Ooh, junk. Oh, yeah. We're gonna, yeah. So we're going to cool you off with copious amounts of breasts. That's right. Yep. Uh, breasts, ice cubes. When there's breasts, not just any breasts, though. The finest 
breasts. Playboy playmate breasts. That's right. Connoisseur breasts. And right. somehow civil danning, too. Yeah. That seems like a weird get for Sedaris. How early in the career of Sedaris are we? I, this is this is technically third movie. He did a movie called Stacy in the late 70s. Which this is a loose remake of. Yeah. Oh. And you can't find it anywhere. You can find it on uh, Internet Archive. Okay. I downloaded a copy from there. But there's no, as far as I can tell, official like physical release. Uh, and then he did seven, seven, and then he did Malibu Express. Jesus, we're only three in. He's already mastered it. Yeah, he, ha- he right. has. This, this is yeah. This is where he's found his the sweet spot of Sedaris. Like, get the playmates, get the convoluted plot. That's right. Get the punks, the muscle guys. It's impressive how it's just eye candy. That's what you're coming into this movie thing. When you look at the poster and. Man, they did a lot of favors. His name's like Darby Hinton or something. The guy who plays Cody, they did a lot of favors for him. That it was like the uh, Bruce Campbell Army of Darkness yes. poster. Oh my God, yes, <laughs> he was chiseled out of marble. His stash was somehow even thicker. But that man does have a good stash. He does. He, he does. does. It. So. Uh, it's almost on par with when you grow a stash. Well, it reminded me of you. Yeah. All throughout, I'm like, this is like the idealized version. Yeah, my partner grew up. Yeah, this is Griffin with the super soldier serum in his it, veins. Yeah, in fact, I'll be. I'm gonna. Well, by the time you hear this, you'll see it. I'm putting up a side by side of Griff at Mike's wedding <laughs> and Cody Abilene, and you're like you're not gonna be able to tell who's who. Right, it's Chippendale Griff. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I like he's, that. He's over six feet. So we know this is the life I'd be living if I were only a few inches taller. Living on a boat. That's a perfect title. Dude. <laughs> Chippendale I, Griff. Oh, man. I want to have that boat life, too. But he's got yacht life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I love the story he tells about the cardboard cutout. <laughs> so right off the bat, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I thought dude. at first that was the back of the Malibu Express that, yacht. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. And then they've like, I think they did a good job framing that scene because yes. I don't think it was until a little bit after when they get kind of give you a wider shot that you realize. Yes. It, it's just like to get to the dock <laughs> to, to, get to, the to get to the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And the, ex- the reason why they did it and everything blew my mind. That was the first time I hit pause and stood up. It was like, what the fuck did I just hear? Right there. There are so many points and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. So many parts of this movie where I'm like, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. And then you either get an explanation shortly after, but by the end of the movie, you have an explanation for basically everything where you were like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's not bad. There's one thing that I'm still like, God, that's so fucking stupid. Oh, and I'm not saying they're good. Oh, no, no. But- well, that's the beauty of Sidiris. It's simple yet complicated. Oh, my right. God. He has the most convoluted, stupid <laughs> plots. <laughs> yeah, it's like he did want to make like a really intense spy movie that had people gripped, and then he would started filming it and was like, I'm not enjoying this. Let's get some playmates in here. Let's get a fucking hunk to take a naked shower, and we'll film his untanned buns. It's going to be great. Then we'll get the tits out, and his wife's like, hell yeah. This is great and all. I love your vision, but I want some tits. I want some chunks and hunks. Yeah, that's what people yeah. don't realize. Sedaris' movies are family affairs. His wife, Arlene, produced all yeah. his movies. And so. his wife, I believe, still runs the website and the merch store. Oh, see? Fucking amazing. She's keeping the dream alive. She's yeah. the female Jim Cornette. 
She's still got it all going. She's probably got the podcast. She's a TNA historian. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we've got um, some great computer graphics, but one of the problems that I think we all share, there's a couple of good ones, but there's a lot of bad music in this. Yeah. The, I was very confused about the music. Yeah. Like, um, if the music was better... I think there's a scene or two that would chart high on the Speedson scale, mm-hmm. but yeah. because the the music oh, yeah. kills it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not a fuckable note played. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, um, I guess uh, this side of the, this part of the country, not a fuckable note, but if you go farther down south, they're probably like, yeah. oh, let's make some babies. Woo! Ooh. Yeah, I was surprised this came on 85 because it has that, Late 70s, white trash drive-in theater vibe yes, to it. Like Smokey in the Band, like all Burt Reynolds movies from the 70s. Ow. Oh, yeah. So I was like, what, this was 85? I know. The, like the car racing and everything, just the mustaches, the cowboy boots. Of course, he was from Texas. Laying pipe, as you say, up th- down <laughs> he, there. He was from Texas. He was the only one without a southern accent. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I did not place that. Fucking Christ. There's so many characters in this movie that have that southern drawl, and he's the only one that's like, hey, I'm I'm Cody Abilene. How are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. Every once in a while, he'll be, he'll be like a dog trying to shoot a peach tree. Right. Peach seed. <laughs> he, <laughs> that tree. He has, the, he has the sayings, but not, the, not right. the accent. Not the accent. But he does lay lumber like a Texan would. I will say, because if you're a longtime fan of the show, you know. I love me some trashy 80s girls. And oh. He totally nails it in this movie. I, one thing I got to say, conditioner, ladies. Some women needed some conditioners. A lot of frizzy hair I was not well, feeling. Oh, there's, there, there, listen, there's a character that we will get to in this movie. I wouldn't change a thing about her. Okay. Love her. Well, I, think just... that, I think I know you're talking about, and I think that was a wig. But we'll get to that. Okay. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> but. Now, if we're going to talk about hair, just hair alone. Who's the lady that pops out in your mind? Kayla's already got hers picked up, so she's obsessed with Beverly's hair. Oh. Right, I, I'm I'm not gonna I've, give the last name because the last name is part of the thing. But June, June. everything about June. Yeah, yeah. I've I've got a favorite too, but I'm gonna reveal it later. You're gonna reveal it. Yeah. You're gonna hold out on the audience. Yeah, yeah. June's hair. Do you want to take any me. guesses who my favorite is in this movie? Uh, Liza. Maybe. Maybe. Mike. Oh, it's either it's either Liza or June. I'm gonna go June. It's definitely interesting. It can't be Marion. No, no, (laughs) no. It's not. It's not Marion, and it's not the the other uh, lady that not Liza, not the old lady, but uh, I forget her name. Anita. It's not Anita. Interesting. Anita reminds me too much of the mom from Twin Peaks. Which I still haven't watched. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, you'll get to it when you. Get I own it all. Yeah, <laughs> I bought it all. I know. I just need to get to it. I start. I started it again on your plaques, but we will. Everyone knows though that the the lady with the best hair is Millie. Look at this angel. Oh yeah. I'm referencing something visual on an audio podcast. Sorry, folks, but if you saw Griffin's Millie, dog, oh, Millie's popular on this podcast. She's mm. probably showed up on the Twitter feed. She's probably more popular than both of us combined. Sure. When she when she starts barking at someone dropping off a package, the fucking that's when Aubra goes nuts with all the comments. By the way, Aubra, you failed on Twitter. How am I supposed to get a hold of you now for a get for future guest spot? 
That's need to work right. that out. We got to figure that out. We got to get more murder she wrote in our life. Yes. I especially want to get to that Brian Cranston one. That that's true. We need to yeah. do that. Um. Now, male hunks. We've got a lot of choices here. We got some muscle men in here. We got. Two <laughs> I was trying to think builders. which one Joe would like. Yeah. I'm thinking. Cause he like. I'm thinking. What's that? She's lighting Mike Petter. Oh wow! This I think this is new a first. level of trust. Yeah, she really likes Sedaris too. So <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I think because I think uh, Joe, when it comes to muscles, is a size king. I think he likes Luke. That would Luke. be that was the oh, black yeah. guy. The black guy. Oh, because he was Mister Universe two times. Powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. I was thinking Powerhouse Hobbs with a Brillo pad on his head. Yes, he had, <laughs> he had the guile hair from Street Fighter. <laughs> right? Except that he's a black man. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. No, his yeah. fucking muscles, and he's the guy. I, I think I said it off mic. They literally zoomed in on his bicep when he <laughs> yep. was working out. Like Sedaris. Uh-huh. Just love equal fuck. opportunity. Exactly, yeah. he loves beautiful bodies, and he loves a muscle man. He knows all about the Terminator project. It came out one year prior, for fuck's sakes. Right, right. So it makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> Where are we going with this intro? Is there anything we need to get into here? Is there any fun Sedaris stories about this movie? Um, you director, I, director. I, less, I yeah, of course. I'm, I'm, I don't give a shit what George Lucas say about his movies, but I'm always interested in what Andy Sedaris has to say. And yeah. he had his yeah. director's commentary with his wife Arlene. I'll, I'll, if I find if I, it comes up, I'll pepper it in throughout pepper the episode. There. Yeah, Sedaris is the type of person where I would definitely listen to a commentary because you know it's not technical stuff. Not it's, at it's all. It's like it's crazy stories about the making of the movie or right. something. Right, and he and he knows he's like, look, I know I'm not making Academy Award, but that's not I'm I'm here to have fun. That's yeah, because exactly. I guess he was a, a director, TV director. He directed an episode of Kojak. Oh, okay. Wow. We'll have to do in the That's future. That's right. Yeah, but he mainly sports. He did the Olympics in like '80, and he I think he did Monday Night Football. Oh wow! So, so the guy knows his way around a camera. He knows how to film for sure. And it, it shows. I mean, this, this was technically yeah. a decent movie. It wasn't like there were some there were some weird editing issues. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But film, film era, you know. Yeah. Oh, it looked like you had something, Mike. Nope. <laughs> um. Okay. Whoa. Oh shit! What did I just have there? I my blame went. Blaine went brink. Oh, Jesus. It's that kind of day. Now, I did mention the worst part about doing a a Sedaris movie, of course, is, as Murray has said, the convoluted story. Always an over-the-top spy story. But there's also 4,000 names. So let's see how many we can get out here. We got Faye and May. Yeah. Oh, door just opened. We got a ghost. We also have a ghost. Yeah, you got to shut it real good there. We got Faye. We got May. We got Cody. We got June Knockers with an H. Oh, he <laughs> gave it away. I know Mike was saving that one. We have uh, Contessa Luciana. Contessa. We have Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the goons. Yes. <laughs> of course, uh, Kayla was raised in a strict Bible house, and so, so she was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like the three sons of whatever or whatever? Those are the three first kids' names of the gospel. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't. That's over my head. Oh yeah, you can G- hear me well, trying to figure out kids. Jesus didn't have any kids. Jesus they were like his, uh, his, his apostles. apostles. Yeah. yeah, there we go. That's it. Beefy we, apostles. Right. We got uh, Lillian, Lady Lillian Chamberlain. Lady Lillian. Maid Marian. Maid Marian. Yes, Marian. We had Sally. Oh, yeah, Sexy Sally. Sexy yep. Sally. Sexy Sally, Beverly. No idea what the fuck was happening in any of those scenes, right. but they weren't funny. Beverly. Yeah, we had, yeah. Beverly. Beverly. Anita. Anita. Stuart. Frederick. Oh, Stuart. Liza. 
Shane. Shane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're nineteen. We had we had Ulrich, the cop. With <laughs> <laughs> we had <laughs> we're not done yet. We had no. Doug. Or Douglas, the guy that uh, owned the marina and also Oh, um. (laughs) We had Jonathan Harper, the villain. John Harper. We had, uh, who was with June? She started with an R and was a traditional dude. Rodney. 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 And don't forget, we had the Buffingtons. I was just going to say. The Buffingtons. The Buffingtons. Bobo. Uh, Doreen. Uh, Doreen. I didn't get the dad's name. I didn't get the dad's name, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so that is 29 <laughs> names we just rattled off. We can bear I can barely remember four in every movie right. we do. But Sedaris somehow introduces George R. R. Martin style 4,000 <laughs> characters and side stories that interweave across this convoluted spy story that's also just soft. It's not softcore porn. It's just. <laughs> so when this movie did get released, there was a reviewer that said, I don't know how Andy got away with an R rating because this is basically just softcore porn. <laughs> I mean, there's like no penetration. You get some belly right. button licking. You don't get genitalia at all. You get a couple glances of bush, but not. Yeah, you get Sybil Danning who f- f- splashes what? water. How, yeah, what what, was, I don't know what that she, was. Did she have double-sided tape on her boobs? Like, Because she's wearing like. The white. most, the most exposing. Yeah. I think a lot of women do when they go braless and and outfits like that. They use the double sticky tape. And she has some crazy hoochie dresses. In it. They're great. <laughs> but but I want to know I, when we get to this part in the movie. I want a lady to explain to us what Sybil was doing because I was also cool. confused. It's what called, she was just doing. cooling down. What you're talking about? Just cooling down. Just cooling okay. down. Yeah. Well, okay. she's. We we hear Sally whenever she thinks about Cody. She she's constantly playing, like pinching her nipples and yes. shit. Whenever yeah. Cody she calls. immediately she, gets hot and finds a new hat to put on. She she gets so <laughs> vulgar, like like it's if she were a dude, it would be the dude that a woman would never want to talk to. Oh, 100 percent. Because he's just like, hey, how's it going? Oh God, your voice has me rumbling downstairs. Oh Cody, <laughs> she like just gets so aggressive. Rumbling downstairs. Oh, I get it. I yeah. immediately picture someone. Falling downstairs, and I was like, I don't know, that's sexy, but I like it. That oh, never mind. Oh god, that's. I just want to watch this movie again. I know, (laughs) Sedaris, just fun, just fun, stupid, mindless. So many details. That's what we love. We love our fucking details. I I told uh, the G and G boys off mic that I I started taking notes, and about twenty minutes in, I gave up because I just got too invested in the movie. Like I didn't want to stop to take notes. Unfortunately, they did because you know they're the they're the hosts. Their job. I had the the luxury of being a guest, so I could just bail on that and enjoy the movie. It's it's a good one to watch, and just the fucking jokes. The debt, like Sedaris, must have a thousand kids because if he was writing those jokes, some of those jokes, this car's the tits. Well, what are these then? <laughs> yeah, that's a Sedaris oh, joke. Oh man. There was all... Oh, and that one scene, she flashed her boobs like three times. Yes. Right. <laughs> and then she gets to go, I love speed! <laughs> <laughs> I did like... Oh, my God. There's too much to talk about. Yeah, I know. we, we, we got to we'll, get we'll to get the into movie. It. We'll drag this out for nine and a half hours, <laughs> Sidera style. All right. So should we get to the uh, trailer? That's right. All aboard <laughs> for this trailer from Malibu Express. Meet Cody Abilene, a private eye with an adoring public. He's an undercover operator. Hi, I'm May, and this is my friend, Faye. With a knack for getting at the bare facts. Yeah. 
This is the Countess, a government agent with her own special skills. And together, they're both headed for danger on the Malibu Express. This is Kinky. In the world of high rollers, low blows, and dangerous curves, Cody's playing a deadly new game. Go ahead, make my day. Sorry, babe, but I gotta have some water. The FBI wants him back. No one should suspect anything. I'm gonna nail him with a grenade. The Russians want him dead. And the girls from the yacht next door just want him. I understand you're a private investigator. And Cody Abilene always gets his girl. So park your car, hide your guns, and lock up your daughters. Cody Abilene just got another case. He's hard to catch. You are continental. Hard to keep. Scoot your butts outside. Hard to figure. And impossible to resist. Starring Sybil Danning, Darby Hinton, and five Playboy Playmates. Let him just bring you in for a sec. I have a few things to fill you in on. Make tracks for the Malibu Express. No matter where you're headed, it goes all the way. Would I help any woman in distress? Yes, ma'am, I would. We are back, and we are clicking away at our keyboards. Sedaris showed up to film in a dark library for one day. State-of-the-art graphics. We all have... Hot opinions about this opening scene. Sedaris has us hooked from the credits. He starts with the credits and you're invested. How do you do that? Uh, by being Andy freaking Sedaris, man. Yeah. He's like James Cameron. Right. With no budget. Like John Cameron? John Cameron. No, I'm sorry. John, John okay. Cameron. <laughs> God damn it. I was listening back the other day for quality control and I was like, oh my God, I did say John Cameron 45 times. Got a brain. I it's got right, a brain. It's, right, it's part of the charm. And aside, I heard that Avatar 3 is going to be nine hours long. Oh, yeah. Man, that's not even a joke. That's people. fucking awful. Is it going to be... Uh, one movie goes to theaters, one goes to uh, streaming platforms, and the other one is an immersive experience, and you actually have to take the Titanic to go watch it. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's doing the Jericho Wrestling Cruise oh. for Avatar 3 Part 3. That's mm. an experience. Fozzie... They just wrapped up a new single. That's everybody. an experience I don't want to have. That's it. <laughs> oh, so anyways, we're getting glimpses. We know. Sedaris. We saw the fucking poster. You got me that poster, right? I believe so. I got to get a fucking frame for it because, my God, people are going to be confused. Yeah, and so I, I'm upset because I thought you guys had done Malibu Express. That's why I got you that one. Oh, and then okay. later I realized you didn't. But now I'm glad I got you that one because this movie's awesome, and I want to get one. <laughs> yeah, I just got to get the right size poster for it because I right. think it is like one of those awkward sizes. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we're getting glimpses. We know we're gonna see a fucking sexy lady in this movie with some questionable tits and some good tits and some natural tits and some unnatural tits. Uh, but. Man, we're getting a lady that's not quite the looker here. She she looked like the 
<laughs> the 50 year old who's been smoking all 50 years of her life. So she <laughs> yes. looks 90. Yes. And her mom smoked the whole time she was. Yeah, pregnant. that's because she is a 50 year old lady because <laughs> she was a lady who just worked at that place where they did the graphic. Oh, and she was literally typing it in with her li- long dragon nail, dragon lady fingernail. So I saw those nails and I went. Did he hire Lady Deathstrike from the X-Men comics? Because what the hell? How do you function with nails that long? What's crazy is How do you wipe? That's pop that's popular again today. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. When you're wiping, that's like a bugle just hanging there. Just right. you're like, gonna be clean What do you do? Do you like it. do you like karate chop, side palm it? Like yeah. how do you do this? I feel like we're getting into know. the three shell uh concept here from Demolition Man. With those fingernails, that's where the idea came. Oh yeah, you use three fingernails and suddenly oh. evolved into shells or something. Anyways, this woman's nails are atrocious. She's she typing is... with the nails, not yeah. the fingertips. Oh yeah, no, she's. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Fingers on stilts. Is that more? Uh, what is the word? Orthopedic. <laughs> no, it can't be because her her hands have to be at like a T Rex angle, like a Velociraptor, like like Peg Bundy, how she always walks. Like, like yeah, that. that lady has a carpal tunnel for sure. Yeah, okay. So, anyways, we got these beautiful, like you said, she's literally making the graphics as they're filming it with the credits going by. We're seeing all the actors. And I want to thank Andy Sedaris because he helped my job make it easier when he actually listed all the Playboy Playmates. It literally says Playboy Playmates and listed the ones that are just Playboy Playmates so I can do my research. It's yeah. a good thing, too, because Murray has nine pages about turn on. Yeah, well, no, I don't. Thanks, Andy Sedaris. Because right. I'd be like, is this is this because everyone almost every woman in here could have been a Playboy Playmate. Sure. So, yeah, it, it, I, every one of them was like, yeah, that could be. But I'll point them out as we go. through. You'll point them out and we'll think of one uh, turn on and turn off for them. OK. Anyway, so now we're finally getting to our opening scene. We got Cody. He's rocking a cool car. Can we point out that there was a really gross close-up of the woman licking her lips yeah. as she was typing? Oh, oh. oh yeah, that's right. Oh. I'm glad we had the sound of the fingerboard, you know, the finger uh, keyboard and not the mouth. It was noise. like one step away from Lynn Shea and Kingpin where she's like, ah. Oh, no, you're right. Not good. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you for reminding me of that talk. <laughs> Anyways, Cody rolling up. That's our hero, everybody. Right. Cody Abilene. Griffin Abilene rolls Which up. Which is uh, a running gag in, in uh, I love this. Sedaris, the Abilene boys. There's a different Abilene in every movie. And yeah, they, I think we've come across at least three or four. Yeah. There was one in every one we've done. Okay. I know. Like, I don't know about the I, 90s. I thought... I don't know. I Two of the movies had the same Abilene Could that have done so far. I thought far. Hard Ticket to Hawaii, yeah. Picasso Trigger, Savage, Dallas Connection. Savage Beach came after that. Did we do I, Savage I, Beach? I don't think yes, Dallas Connection Savage. had an Abilene. Yeah, I think it? by the time they got to the 90s, yeah. they kind of got rid of the I Abilene. I don't remember an Abilene because it was uh, led by two women Yeah, for that one. Okay, so yeah, we've had at least three. Cool. Cody. So he rolls up in his red DeLorean. Yes, red DeLorean. Thanks for rapping Detroit. Didn't I I didn't like it. It was awesome. I don't know. I'm so used to the stainless steel, like Yeah, yeah, that's the cool one. Right. I have you ever seen one of those in real life? Yeah. I saw yeah, I saw one once too. We used we used to have one on sale down the street here. It's funny because it was because it was red, I didn't recognize it as a DeLorean until no. he opened the doors. Right, yeah, because they were always like stainless steel. Right. When he opened the doors, I was just like, oh, it's a car with those doors. And then later he says, that guy trashed my DeLorean, man. And I was like, oh, my God, that was a fucking DeLorean. 
You notice he he points out the make of every car he's in throughout this movie. Sedaris loves so. cars. He's yeah. a '70s man. He's a gearhead. It's gearhead. That's why we have so many races in this movie for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, he stops at the shooting range. Oh god, and this he, scene was so funny. He's Go ahead. Got his cowhide <laughs> at Kinjitashi case. With that was um, good. Details. Sedaris gets it. Right. And apparently, Sedaris uses that in some later movies, too. Oh, cool. So he comes up to the shooting range, opens it up. It's got everything you need. He's got the Dirty Harry gun. It's silk lined. Oh, yeah. It's got the like like shapes cut out and everything. So you got the gun. You got the gl- the special glass safety glasses. You got the headphones. And you're like, all right, who, who is this guy? Because this is our first introduction to him, right? So we're like, this guy's a bad oh, motherfucker because yeah. he looks cool. He has the stash. Looks like Griff. He has this fancy case, this big ass gun. When we're so used to our, uh, you know, our male heroes being excellent gunmen, you know, he's got right. like a dirty hairy gun. So you're expecting him to just line up. You want that target still or moving, sir? Make it move. Yeah, and you're like, oh, he's about to show off. I'm expecting it to be like something kind of cool, and it's literally you see the bald guy monitoring him because he's testing him. And the paper is just switching back. Yeah, just going side to side at like Like a clothesline. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not fast at all. And yet, Cody can't hit it. He misses every time. Every time. And the last one, he even shoots a light fixture out of the ceiling. God damn it. And that's that's a running thing, too, because every Abilene can't shoot straight in any of the movies. The best thing is he misses all the shots. And then he slowly raises the tip of the gun to his lips and blows the smoke away like he nailed it. And well, he, he probably did for him. That's probably his best ever. He hit the target a couple times. I was, I was dying with laughter at yeah. this because he's just oozing confidence. And I'm like, dude, I've never held a gun in my life, and I could probably do a little bit better than that. I think you could, yeah. That's what, It's so fucking cool. It's, di- it's disarming. To be introduced to this character, expecting so much fucking oozing sexuality, sexfistication going on. Guy can't hit, he barely hits the paper. Well, right off the bat, Sedaris is letting you know, this is a tongue-in-cheek movie. You Big know? time. We're not right. taking this seriously. Yeah. So now he's got to head to the racetrack, where he meets his old friend, June Knockers. With, with an H. With an H. With an H. But this isn't any, just any bimbo, Griff. <laughs> This is Linda Weissmeyer, Playmate of the Month for July 1982. I thought I had you. I thought you didn't come packing. I always come with research. Oh. You want to know what her turn-ons are, Grove? Please. Eating. Okay, good. Compliments. Okay. okay. Traveling. Tra- okay. Art. Okay. Down-to-earth people and country living. Country living. You want to know what turn-ons Th- are? Those are some pretty... Like, I hate to repeat what she said, but down-to-earth turn-ons. There's nothing crazy like, she's fast cars and hard bodies. Like, those weren't canned answers. She's just a simple country girl. That's right. Her turn-offs are waiting in line. Oh. People who are late. Fuck them. Her dying plants. Shit. And this was a shocker for a playmate. High-heeled shoes. What? You know what? I'm not surprised. I think I'm in love. She, I'm sold. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised by that one. So yeah, this is kind of woman you take home to mom. That's right, exactly. And care for her plants. And care for her plants. So not only is she a great pair of tits, she's also a great driver. Incredible driver. And she's just driving away on that course, and then she's got. A, she meets up with her man Cody. Yep, Cody's just waiting there with her photographer. Ro- 
Rodney? Rodney. Rodney, who's it, a female. Who's a woman, yes. Yes. Uh, and also a very attractive woman. And right. also, everybody uses innuendo in this movie constantly. Mm-hmm. So the notes would be nine pages longer if I wrote down every innuendo. You, you got to take this lesson for yourself. You got to go do your own research and watch this fucking movie. Um, so, yeah, she's sharing some innuendo with Rodney and every – or Rodney's – anyways – and June finishes off her track, and then she's got to go switch out of her fucking, uh, you know, tracksuit. Right. She's wearing the big old coverall onesie, you know, fucking racer jacket thing. Gets in the locker room, immediately pulls her tits out. Are these fast enough for you? So the the funny thing about this scene is I don't know at this point that they had said June's name. Yeah. I, I don't. I, they might have said her first name. They definitely definitely didn't say her uh, last name yet. But there, there's a locker behind her that says June Knockers with an H. Yeah. Uh, and I started laughing at that. Then it was almost immediately after he, Cody, I believe, mentions June Knockers with an H. Yeah. It was, I I think I caught that out of this. It was like a subtle, you know, thing. And I was like, wait a minute. Did I just fucking see that right? And then, yeah, Cody immediately tells you, June Knockers. She's got it written on the side of her car, too. She does, oh, does have she? it written on okay, the side of her car. Okay, I didn't notice car. that. Yeah, it's everywhere. When you go back... This is a fucking treasure trove. You're kind of, of mesmerized details. by her knockers that you don't really see. Yeah, are you? Her knockers but, without an H. Yeah, knockers with her tits, breasts, jugs. Uh, sweater meat, jugs. Where uh, if we're gonna get grade these tits, what would you grade them? I don't scale a one to ten. Sure. Uh, they're nice, but cause they're natural. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give them a seven. They weren't perfect. Seven. But. They were nice. Mike, would you like to grade them? I I agree with Tim. Uh, natural always get a bonus for yep. me. Yep. Um, I'm going to go seven and a half. Seven and a half? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think I would put it at seven then, uh, when I was watching this with Kayla today. She's like, they're too pointy. She like was hunched over in the one scene. She's like, I don't like how they stick straight down. So just dock okay. a point for that. Okay. Yeah. They're tits. They're nice. Okay. Thumbs up. All right, so Cody just fucks June, and he's ready to leave. And when he takes off, or either June or Rod, he goes, man, that cowboy sure can drive. He sure can. And then we get a nice, comp- gratuitous shot from, you know, Sedaris' focus on the tits. This is the first time he really featured the best asset. The two asses. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You got a little roundness on that ass. For an 80s ass, it wasn't that bad. Right. They both actually had a little bit of that under underbutt going on. It's good yeah. to see. All the wrestling women have it nowadays. That's it's, true. It's a main feature for them. They all, like, Chris, wait, no, not, Hater. She, like, fucking ties off her <laughs> yeah. thigh to make sure her fucking ass looks huge. So he takes off in his DeLorean, and Griff pointed this out before we recorded. I didn't pick up on it, but I think you're right. This is a, an allusion to... Another great mustache, Thomas Magnum. You get that at all from this? Have you watched Magnum P.I.? I've never watched Magnum P.I. Okay, that would be the difference. Okay. So, like, one of the iconic things about Magnum is he's always talking to, like, a tape player. Well, he's always narrating the narrating show. He's not talking to a Yeah, tape but it's kind of that thing. And he does it, you know, obviously, Cody does it into his tape, uh, little tape player and everything, or tape recorder. And I was like, man, that's very Magnum. And then the cars and then him being a P.I. I was like, I fucking feel like they're trying to. I look up the actor who plays Cody. Mm-hmm. He's been in an episode of Magnum P.I., the original run. 
And this year, he was in an episode of the new Magnum P.I. Oh, okay. And I, I, I had a good laugh. Had a good laugh. Nice. So she, he drives back home to the arena, um, arena, marina. There because you. like every great, cool, like like Sonny Crockett on Miami Vice, he lives on a boat. Gotta live on a boat. It's the cool place to live. And this is where we all get swerved because we're thinking we're looking at the back of the Malibu Express, right? The boat. Yeah, I'm like, that's a weird looking boat. <laughs> So weird. Couldn't yeah. figure it out what, what was happening here. And before he can get on the boat, Doug, who there's more to him than than meets the eye. Right. We just, we just know him as the marina guy who runs the marina. He's upset about what we learn isn't the back of the boat. It's like a gate. Like, it's like an airbrushed gateway <laughs> to the pier that goes to his boat. Like when you see in those old movies, they have the false walls yes. that people you know, go through. It, it was that. Yeah. Yeah, Roadrunner would always or, yeah. yeah paint the fucking uh, the tunnel. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Type so of it's thing. like the back of a caboose. Ergo, the Malibu Express. Yeah. And so Doug Doug Hamilton, did you say his name was? I don't know. Doug F. Hamilton. He was giving uh, Cody the business, telling him, like, come on, what's going on with this boat? There's a couple other people there that were upset, and yeah. they were like, you're, you're – your dad's out there. He's been out to sea for days. He's been lost. We think he's been lost. Oh, who did he take out on his boat with them? Six women. They don't know how to navigate. And he's like, well, I think they're navigating just fine. No, he goes, I think they got blown off course. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I'm glad we're all here because we'll remember some of, the, some of these classics. And then we get a little more voiceover. We learn that voiceover. why is there voice, voice, voiceover? We learn that uh, why is it a train? Because oh my Cody's God. mother, who had a fear of boats and airplanes, airplanes. she should have had a fear of trains because she died on a train derailment. <laughs> and in honor of her, they name I guess they named they put up that fucking monstrosity of a gateway <laughs> uh, for uh, their mom. What the fuck was that supposed to mean? I was I so don't confused know. by that. Well, everyone's confused, and you know what? We snap people out of it. Nice butt scene. But we get... This is what Sedaris flips the script. He's like, oh, you think I'm just about tits? Yeah. And female ass? Yeah. No, I can throw some male ass out there. Got right? some I can light a male ass. That's right. It. This is a powerful movie. There's a lot of smog. There's a lot of fog happening in here. I'm, Marie, is that is that true? Well, there is. Yeah, there's definitely some sexual manipulation going on. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. Okay. And so we get we see Cody's what he's packing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chippendale Griff needs to wash uh, June knockers off of him, so he hops in the shower. Right. Get that stink off his dick. That's right. <laughs> Got to get that off. And... You can't be running around on the hot uh, fucking Malibu sun with you know. Yeah, because she was probably really sweaty from fucking racing. Look, so we gotta get right. and it's the eighties. He's a hard bodied country boy. I bet he wasn't wearing underwear either. So I bet that's not. just like all rubbing up in his pants. You got all these things working against you. We see that he's got a lot of body hair on him. So you know there's a lot of fluids trapped and pubes happening here. You got to clean up. Clean up Murray, does. hygiene is a must. It is. So he puts on the old towel. He comes out of the shower. And then a gun is merely put to the fucking side of his head. I sure hope that's a lighter. And it's not. His facial reaction when it's a squirt gun and it shoots him was perfect. Yes. And this is where we meet the delightful friends, May and Faye. But they're not just any friends, Griff. (laughs) 
We have uh, Faye, the blonde, played by Kimberly MacArthur, Playmate of the Month, January 1982. Okay. Her turn-ons are her man. Okay. The season autumn. Okay, okay. Antique clothes. I think vintage I, is more of the phrase I don't use. know what she... I'm curious what she means by that. She's walking down the street in, like, Victorian era. Yeah. Like, she's going grocery she's wearing shopping. She's suit of armor. <laughs> Stormy nights, satin sheets, and her own cooking turns her on. Okay, that makes sense. You know, sense. I'm surprised uh, Creepy Uncle Hugh allowed women to list their man as a turnoff, right? Yeah, yeah that is surprising. That's a good point. She got away with it. Turnoffs, cynical people. Okay. Having to rush. Soap okay. operas. Raw oysters. Oh, yeah. And being told no. Okay. Mm. Well, no, the other girl, the brunette. May. May and my favorite of the movie. The, oh, had okay. the best tits of the movie. She had a ten. She had eleven as far as tits. <laughs> Played yeah. by Barbara Edwards. Playmate of the month, September eighty three, and Playmate of the year, nineteen eighty four. Hmm. Her turn ons are being a Sigma Chi sister of USC. No, that's bullshit. Drawing. Okay. Traveling and attending various musicals and ballets. She's a cultured, cultured. woman. That's the kind of thing. You're gonna you're gonna be looking like me taking her on a date. Right. Sexphisticated. Turn offs are just simply to smoking and rude people. Look at that. You don't oh. smoke. Oh, well, there you go. Rude, but <laughs> yeah. you know, it's only when they had it coming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they're just these two horny girls that are in town. They saw this hot guy next in the next uh, boat over. You can't be in Malibu and under the age of thirty nine and not be horny all the time. Right. That's the picture Sedaris is painted. Yeah, like us. it's just you you have to go out of your way not to have a sexy encounter with a yep. hot lady. Literally when we get to the mansion in a little while here, the only reason why lady what's her name is uh not fucking everybody is because she broke her leg. Because right. she was fucking someone. Because she was fucking <laughs> so hard on a slip and slide. Shane, I believe. Shane yep. fucks everybody in this yeah. thing. <laughs> Shane is there. Uh to be a gigolo. Yeah, although I'm I'm sure Cody would have laid that pipe if uh, if she didn't have a broken leg. As yeah. they say in Texas. 100%. As they say in Texas. She was like, I can't give it my all. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. Right. I want to say, our friend Paul London, who is a born Texas boy, I said, do you really say laying pipe? He says, yes. That's how we greet people. <laughs> <laughs> laying pipe. So, hey, man, fucking crotch stank ain't just a man thing. May and Faye got to get their shit washed off, too. And they ain't working on their boats. So well, they're like, can we use your shower? Right. Can we use your shower? Also, we've been stanking it up just fucking watching you shower. Right. Like, they must have had their eyes on the window or something because they're, like I said, anybody under the age of 40 in this movie is fucking dripping, wet, erect, hot, and yeah. ready to trot. Exactly. That's why people need a lot of water in this movie. <laughs> and and there, there was some critic that um, said this shower scene with these two Playboy playmates was one of the hottest lesbian shower scenes in all of cinema. Really? They didn't really do anything with they each other. They didn't do it. Right. Thing. I was very confused. And this must have been a very dated review, right? Like yeah. maybe when the movie first came right. out. Right. Because I was like, it was kind of... Paint by numbers. I don't even remember yeah. them touching each other. No, they they didn't really. I mean, yeah. just... the only touching was because the shower was small as shit. But yeah. and they had yeah. their. Did they have bottoms on too? No, they were no, they were naked. Oh, they were naked. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they looked great, but yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, we're going to lesbian scenes. 
two, maybe. Right. Just because there's two women in the scene. Right. right. That, yeah, the, calling it a lesbian scene was a bit of a stretch. So clearly the shower scene in uh, uh, the Stallone and um, what's-his-name movie was clearly... Oh, um, Tango and Cash? Tango and Cash was super homoerotic. Yeah. I mean, And it, wasteful of water. And very wasteful. Never, never yeah. point that Go out. back and listen to that episode we did. We talk <laughs> all about the water consumption. Especially in California. Yeah. That's why why they have the droughts. Right. It is. Prison showers. We had Greta Thunberg on for that episode, and she was very (laughs) upset about how much water. How dare you? Exactly. That's my future going down your drain. (laughs) But I will say, Stallone had a nice butt. (laughs) But like a Texas gentleman, he doesn't join the ladies. He's like, uh, he doesn't even look. He puts the towels and doesn't even look and goes, here you all go, ladies. He's got to be rounding to the 40 age or something because – or – we are literally living in a day of his life. And literally throughout the three days this movie takes place, he is hit on for sex every two hours. He has a titty yeah. flashback at the end of the movie where he flashbacks to every titty you see. Dude, even, that was so funny. It was my favorite part is one of those he wasn't even there for. <laughs> yeah. He has right. such a fucking like uh uh what's the word? Pornographic his, memory? Yeah, sure. It's just like <laughs> well, his, his he saw he is, saw the photos of it. That could have so been that, it, and go. he saw it in perfect colors, imagination. <laughs> right. But he's got like a telepathic dick, and when everybody else is fucking nearby, he like can and Daredevil see in the room and like paint the picture in his head. Because yeah. yeah, he is painting all these pictures. Like you weren't there for that, dude. It was so funny the the post match highlights. <laughs> I know they did. Uh, they did it in Howling too. But they just repeated that one oh, yeah. scene over and over oh, again. Yeah. But this was the better way to do it. Oh yeah, I. Andy Sedaris will sit us all down at the end of this movie and explain how he pulled the trick right in front of you, Penn and Teller style, and then he'll be like, "I know your your brain is mush now. Here's some titties." Right, and I'm glad you brought up Howling too because now we're gonna get into the meat of the matter. That was beautiful. The you plot see? with our Lady of the Hour. Sybil Danning as the Countessa Luciana. Countessa. The most Italian name for the most un-Italian yeah, she's character. German, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, that would have been a good name. And well, she's just hired for a killer body, and she's showing it off. She's coming in. She's got the fucking shade blue blockers on. She's pushing doors. Uh, I think she was at the she was at the the restaurant where Hasselhoff had the fight with Lauren Avedon. That's right. She just came back from there. She dropped 10 G on fucking Avedon and he lost her. So she's like, fuck this guy. He says he's 6'3". I can tell. He's wearing lifts. He's maybe 5'10". <laughs> right. And this is where we get the flimsiest of plots, but the most convoluted yet flimsiest of plots. Oh. She meets up with Doug, who we just saw in the previous scene. He's the owner of the yacht, which, oh, we forgot to mention, Cody's dad owns the yacht? Yeah. Yeah. What? And Cody's dad's alive somewhere. Somewhere yeah, on his other yacht. He's getting blown somewhere. So Papa Albalane is alive somewhere in the world. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's like training for a race, I think, and he took a crew of six women. Does Why he, do you think there's so many Abilene brothers? He's planting his seed just, all did, over the they, world. They're all they're all half brothers. Yeah, and they yeah, of course. <laughs> God, it would be cool if in one movie he pops up, but like in the most subtle way, and Cerneris would be like, "Oh yeah, that's Papa Abilene right there." Abilene, I can't say this name. I can't say it. Okay. Okay. So she, I guess, Doug called her in because remember this is the height of the Cold War. <laughs> yes. And as we know, we're always five years ahead of Russians when it comes to computer technology. Yes. Until now. 
because they heard word of uh, some guy smuggling computers to Russia. So there you have it, people. That's the plot. Computer smuggling. <laughs> it's just it. Hey, listen. Sedaris <laughs> doesn't let plot get in the way of boobs, okay? I guess somehow they're going to steal our secrets by our fucking gateway computers. They, they saw the graphics Commodore. in the opening sequence, and they want some of that. Look, yes. I do a writing workshop because I'm one of the most prolific writers in the world. I'm not going to tell everybody my my pen name or anything like that. But, yes, you have made me billions. How do you think we built the laser disc vault? Um, they say. I really hope you have a secret life as a writer. By the way, published people, like eight books. people went nuts on Twitter for that split second laser disc. Excellent. We went viral. Good taste. Everyone's got good taste. I'm glad. Uh, so this, the secret to writing a great story, and clearly Sedaris gets this, simple story, complex characters. Yep, there you go. Okay. They weave you around just a simple story. Russians, computer parts. That's it. And he gives the Countess a possible lead from a Lady Lillian Chamberlain. We just need somebody to get over there, you know, like, figure it out. I think I know just the guy. And Sedaris in this movie does this thing where he puts in like a three-second frame of like the character they're thinking of just so you know who they're thinking of. And so we see fucking Cody like flip his hair back after the shower or something. Right. Well, he's, just, he's being respectful. He's just having a nice cup of coffee while the girls are showering. They, they come out in their towels. Okay. And they drop the line, Cody, we learned you're a private investigator. Care to investigate our privates? And Jesse's about to fucking sink his teeth into that. He was getting his fucking stethoscope out. He gets a call on his gigantic pager. <laughs> this pager. <laughs> and it, it tells you things, messages and shit. So he's reading this message. I couldn't make out anything. On no. The right. Thing. No. But apparently he's, it's Luciano letting him know, come to my place. I have a, I have a, a, a case for you. Right. So, hey, later that night, he shows up at Luciana's, which was the Sedaris's home. Oh, okay. no fuck. Really? And fucking uh, Sybil Danny's got the fucking craziest titty dress on, looking great. I don't know. It's just a that, Gravity-defying tits, because they're like, they should be falling out, but. Oh, you mean when she puts on the red dress? Yeah. Well, okay. no, she has, no, her dress she has on before is like an She's Elvira dress. She's just wearing dress. a robe. No, she's. Well, I think dress. that was like the style. That wasn't a robe. It looks like a robe, but that oh, was I like it was a robe. Yeah, no, it looks robe. like a robe. It definitely but, had something that was like adhering to her nipples. Yeah, she had to be using the she double was stickies. Fucking swinging those things all over right. the place. Because or that maybe that's why she's such a talented lady. She's got right. amazing breast control. Right. It, it, yeah. This is why we need to let the dicks and tits fly. Because it's just like she's proud of that fucking body. She wants to show she it off. Be. It's great. Every yeah. fucking chance she gets, and here she is, and she's. She's taking every scene's breath away. But Cody's not impressed with that dress because he brought his own dress for her. Do you, is that a, is that a first date move? That is a- no, you don't know her measurements. <laughs> he he gambled. Well, we just explained that he has daredevil vision. That's he true. Probably does. That's true. <laughs> you know? Daredevil dick vision. Yeah. So he so. would have had to be in the range. When well, she they've, was they've obviously. Fucked. Well, I guess I, I I jumped the gun. I said first date, but they've obviously have history together. You they've, think so? Yeah, because she's like, I know the guy. Oh, she did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, if she lives in Malibu, she that's is, true. She has gotten with Cody. Yeah. At yeah. one point, the faces might be blurred because maybe she was drunk or having drugs or whatever. But she's fucked him. No, when when you when you uh, get it on with Chippendale Griff, man, like you are locked in. 
It's the quickest way to sobriety. It's true. <laughs> it cleanses the in body. The, in the good way. In a good way. Oh, no. Yeah, of course. The good way. So he's waiting, petting a pussy. Their pet it, cat. And yeah. she, I fooled you guys. And the, the amazing Contessa Luciana is a magician in her spare time because she makes the quickest change. Yes. How she got into that dress. Well, she's so a master far. of disguise, as we'll learn later. That's, so. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. And she's she got, is an artist. She's got a new titty dress. And they're out. They're, let's go out. Start off. What do you do? You do some shrimping. <laughs> that's they were. <laughs> no, no shrimping. You don't like shrimp. I like shrimp. I don't oh, like shrimp. Well, no. Well, we're we're talking about the real shrimp. Okay. Because yeah. they they have a platter of shrimp, literally. Yeah. And they're feeding each other shrimp, and then they do a little dancing, and then where else? What else? When you're after you're dancing, you're down for some dirty dancing. You gotta go in. We get like a nice date montage, viewing all that, and then. I gotta get you back to my place. It's time. I can't wait any longer. They might. They must not have had uh, the money that Sybil's used to getting. Because you know this, we get a lot of cleavage. We don't get a lot of nips from her. I think we get a slight nip from this scene. Yeah, I noticed that too. Um, I don't know if they were able to pony up the cash, but I was like, it's weird that we see so much of her in like yeah. Howling Two and probably yeah. a bunch of other movies of hers. Right, and then we get. We get a lot of teasing from her in this one. Right. And when you know Sybil Danny, she loves pulling her tits out. In fact, on the Hercules movie, she did the movie under the understanding we're going to be fucking in this movie. And then Lou Ferrigno's like, no, I have to make a kid's movie. Right. And she's like, what the fuck? I wanted to just like fuck all through this movie. Right. Yeah, she's fun. She probably was getting paid more if she fucked Lou Ferrigno too. Or let his penis near her. So they're fucking and... uh, I can't it's, remember. Was there any? Was the music you playing in the scene? Dude, there was there, music. There was, but it wasn't anything exceptional. It wasn't the weird music we talked about earlier, okay. but it wasn't anything that would rate on the Speedson scale. Oh boy! Well, nothing. Nothing. Sedaris again. He's not focused on making a Speedson scale fuck scene. No. He's just trying to have fun. And uh, so, yeah, it's a pretty passable fuck. A lot scene. of strategically placed blankets and sheets. You yeah, know. he's really big on that. Uh, and then, you know, what did any ha- of these movies release in the theater? I just remember seeing these on cable. I have no idea. The only time, like I said, before um, this podcast, the only one I had seen was Dallas Connection, and I rented it from my video oh, store. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I think these were like straight to VHS. Shit, the only one you saw was Dallas Connection. Yeah. Not hard ticket. <laughs> and I spent years trying to find. That movie, like, is is one of those things where I thought about the movie. Like, what was it called? And I couldn't oh, yeah, think of yeah. it. And then I found it, and, and it was very cathartic. Oh man, glad to have that. So you know, after you've had some serious coitus in Malibu, a sweaty place, and we right. know they are full of fluids and germs right now. Right, Cody. I think that's where. Uh... Oh my god, dude! I can't say it because you, you can't say it. Say it. You can't but say the Cody. Cold. Let's just. No, Where did that yep. come from? Just be careful. It did not come from a lab. It did no. not come from bat soup. It came from Malibu. <laughs> Everybody. I like that. Bat soup rides with Malibu in a way. Oh, it's got a flow there. Murray's a rapper and he doesn't know it. You're right. I think it is Cody 19. Yeah. Um, it's a little close. It's a little close. I think we can. Cody 85. Cody 85. That was Excuse the first. me. Yeah. It's the year. Cody yeah. 85. Yeah. So now that Sybil is infected with Cody 85, he has a flash. He just, ah! 
I need water right now. My electrolytes are so low. His reaction was fascinating. He's like, like, babe, I need water. She's like, I'm going to fucking ride that hog again. And he's like, no, I need water. <laughs> so she's yeah. like, fuck, okay. I feel like he ad-libbed that. Because Sybil... No, because that play, that's, important, that's a very important... I know, but yeah. it's just like Sybil didn't seem ready for that. She was like, fuck, okay. And then she finds like a tiny little robe and... Tits are popping out, ass hanging out, gives him the water, and he drowns it like he's SpongeBob SquarePants on the surface. That was a yeah. great reference. You nailed it. Nailed it. So th- <laughs> <laughs> It's so good, Murray's mind is now blank. <laughs> so as Cody points out, what he likes about the contestant is she's all she's pleasure first, then business. Right, because after the fucking and the water. Got to remember the water. Murray just poured himself a glass of water. Big, beautiful glass. I just told you. Griff, I need water. <laughs> That's going to be another of our references that no one will ever know. So she lays out the, the plan, this Russian fucking uh, smuggling ring of computers. Uh, right. I need you to look into this. I need you to go to Lady Chamberlain's. Lady, God, I can't remember. Lady Lillian Chamberlain. Lady Lillian Chamberlain. Andy Sedaris thought that was such a fun name. So Cody goes back home to wash the stank off again, and right. he's walking out. We got a great song. I wanted to use for the opener, but we could not find it. They literally ripped this into a 45. This is burning really? to the vinyl. What, what was it? Centerfold is something? something? Yeah, I want to date a centerfold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they broke it up, too, because he has some lines, and then he gets in the car, and so it's like, I could have ripped it off the movie, but it just there's not enough of it for people to enjoy, but... Best song in the movie. Look, look it up. Barry hey, Walsh. Hey, my girl is a centerfold. And as he's saying that, we walk. He walks by the two centerfolds in the other boat across the the dock. Right, and, and they're and they start catcalling him again. Well, they're right. fishing. They're and trying. They're, to they're fish. fishing. For, yeah, they're fishing for some fucking Cody dick angling for some. Cat. And they're like. Cody, when are you going to come over? Sorry, babes. I got to do some business. I got to pay some bills. Right. I love, and he's doing in his monologue, his narration here. I love to stick around, but I got to head out over to Bel Air for that Douglas F. Wilton job. I think the guy from Magnum P.I. had three names, too. The guy's house they lived in. Thought I he had Robin three. something. Robin, uh, yeah, Robin. Right something. now, Jack. Uh, Jack fucking stabbing our voodoo dolls. That's right. He slammed <laughs> his table. He ripped every Magnum shirt he but had. But before he can go, we bump into the Buffington. Family. We don't have enough characters in this movie. We need three more. We've seen nineteen pairs of tits at this point. We need nine more characters. Well, this is character development because we learn about the past of Cody and his father. Right. We learned that Papa Buffington, I didn't get his name, his yeah. wife Doreen, played by the female impersonator, Busty O'Shea. Busty O'Shea. And his son, Bobo. Female impersonator? That was uh, was a man. That was a man. Okay. Yeah. I was like, this is feeling very John Waters. Yeah. It was very divine. Yeah. And uh, we learned that the Papa Buffington had lost a race one time to Papa Abilene. Right. Over and- in Carolina. Oh. These boys have traveled. NASCAR. Like you said, though, Papa Papa Abilene has been fucking everywhere because we know that Papa Cody was a is a Stone. Texas boy. Yeah. So there you go. When these characters showed up, I laughed my ass off. And I can't stress this enough. If you don't watch the Sedaris movies that they cover on this show, you need to at least watch this one. Please do. Two it's, by the way, they're easily available. Easily. Yeah. 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 
Tubi, free. You right can break now. five bucks. You can buy the entire Sedaris saga. Or do that. On DVD. Right. I went, <laughs> I am a fool, and I went and I bought the Blu-rays for all of them because I was like, I want I want all the spines on my shelf. Yeah. I want the whole Yeah, because Sedaris- someone sees it go, that guy's got class. class. Right, right. Class. That's like. The Anchorman, I have many leather-bound books. I have many Andy Sedaris Blu-rays. <laughs> he actually, Mike actually bought a mahogany bookshelf just, just to display them. And that's the only thing on them. There's right. plenty of empty of space. It's just the 12 Sedaris Blu-rays. Yeah, it's beautiful. It, it's got that good lighting, too. And you have like a little bit of fog that emanates in front of it, too, just to yeah. add that mystique. So we have the son of the Buffingtons, Bobo. Bobo. He looks like a hillbilly wrestler from Vince McMahon. A scuffling hillbilly. Yeah. yeah, from Vince McMahon's like early '90s days. Uh, then you have uh, the wife, Diane. Who Doreen. Is, Doreen, excuse me, who is of course a woman, a man in drag. Yes. And then you have Papa, who's got the fucking Coke bottle, square gla- square frame glasses, got the white fringe. White fringe. I went yeah. with the brown fringe. He's got the white because it's just that cool. Listen. Brown is versatile. It's classy. You go with the white. It's a little tacky. No matter what time it is, right? It gets stains on it. You know, unless you're unless you're a woman at a country bar doing line dancing, you don't wear the white fringe. Line dancing is in cocaine or actual line dancing. Actual line dancing. So there's history between these families, and Papa Buffington has never forgotten that humiliating defeat he took. And to every chance he gets, he will challenge Cody to a race. And I love this because Cody's just like. I could tell him to fuck off, but you know what? I kind of love him. And they are very lovable characters. So yeah. he's like, where do you guys want to race? Down at the Fox Canyon. Which I think was the <laughs> Iron Eagles Canyon. Oh, yeah. Was uh was Slappy there to appreciate uh, yeah. this? He was. <laughs> oh, no, I want Slappy. <laughs> it was Slappy and Chappy. Yeah. Sla- every yeah. time. He busted out the slappy voice. <laughs> I lost it. He had the pizza with this fucking, like... <laughs> Black olive, green olive. 12-sided dye. Iceberg lettuce, breadstick on it, <laughs> pizza hut. You're getting beat out by slappy. So, yeah, they, 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 they race, and lo and behold, Bobo wins. Why? Because Cody can't go above 88 miles per hour. He'll go through time. He's in a DeLorean, for fuck's sake. <laughs> But so he kind of threw that one. It's true. He threw it. And then we, we get a moment with the Buffington family, and Papa's asking Bobo, how did you bait him with this old little fuck beater? I got a secret weapon. Pulls out a bubbling brew brew of what he calls <laughs> nitrous oxide in just an uncorked bottle of fucking yeah. dry ice or it something. looks like some mad scientist bullshit yeah he, bath salts down there at the bottom he just has it and i don't even think the container's closed i think it no it wasn't because no. oh. it, it had like ice the dry ice in it or something because it was emanating fucking fog smog dick fogs and Pogs. Yeah. I don't know, man. That, that was, again, this is another moment when I was doing the notes, I had to hit pause to recollect myself because I was like, what the fuck is this? Why? And then his car explodes. Yeah, I was I was fully checked out of note taking at this point yeah. because I'm just all in the movie. He's like, yeah, it runs great for 20 seconds, and then the whole thing blows up. And then right afterwards, the car just explodes. That doesn't even explode. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's like, just a like a smoke bomb. Yeah. But hey, he beat Cody. So it was well worth it. And Cody's just like, all right, guys, I'll see you next time. Peace. He's got a life to live. Right. He's he's cordial even with his 
uh, familial enemies, his ancestral enemies. Right. And I'm thinking that he's completely over it, but then he goes straight over to his friends who are working on his daddy's car. Right. And he's like, can you check this out? I just lost the fucking, the Buffingtons. Right. Right. You got a fucking, like, loaner I can use? So yeah. Give him a Ford. I need a V8. He called it a four-horser or something. Four-banger. A four-banger. I lost to a four-banger. So now he's heading over in his Ford to Lady Bu- Bel Air, Lady Lillian Buffington. Not, he, Buff, not Buffington, uh, Chamberlain's. Chamberlain's, place. yeah. He cannot drop the fact that he's just driving a Ford over there. Right. Like, his narration at this point is, now usually I'm driving some kind of fancy muscle car or something, but look at all these Rolls Royce, Mercedes. Cadillac. I'm going to roll in here humbly with my Ford vehicle. They probably won't even notice. First thing Shane says when he answers the door, nice fucking car. (laughs) Dork. Shane, the uh, butler, chauffeur, whatever you need for this family. He wasn't out of... Pipe uh, player. He wasn't out of play play girl. Could have been. You got some turned on and turned off. We're about equality here. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know if they do that. I'll I'll look into that. Yeah, we got to look into that. We got to make it more equal. So, yeah, he... uh, Right, right. He's already given Cody shit. Yeah, and he lets him in to see uh, Lady uh, Lady Lillian Chamberlain. Lady Lillian, she's in the back. She's got a broken leg. She can't get up. The pool's this way. Shane doesn't want to fucking actually do his job. Right. Well, he's, he, he's, he's got, got another job he has. To he's do. got eight other jobs to do. Right. He's literally, guys. Spoiler alert. He's fucking every single person in this house. Yes. Man or woman. Man or woman. <laughs> <laughs> They're not exaggerating, folks. <laughs> this is why you need to watch this movie. He did did you get this line that's coming up? He's all right. I think you misheard the line. You okay. think so? I wa- okay. I I watched this with closed captioning on. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. okay, then then I misheard the line. I want to know right. what we thought though. So we'll get there. So he's being frisky with Anita, who's the niece of Lady Lillian. And she's getting ready. Shane is. Yeah, Shane is. And she's getting ready to to have a nice tennis match. And he's spanking her with the fucking tennis Tennis racket. racket. Jim Cornette lost his shit when he saw that. And this is where we learn that he was in jail. Shane. Shane. And she's like, what did a guy like you do? What did a guy like you do in jail? And he says... Ate a lot of furniture, Mike. I thought he said made a lot of furniture because okay. don't don't prisons have like workshops and stuff? They sometimes where you do? do have workshops. So I thought he said made a lot of furniture, and made. I it didn't strike me as weird at all. Yeah, we're gonna have to go to a review on that one. I but if eight. you if you watched it with closed caption and you heard eight, then I'm gonna say it was eight, and it was a joke that just went over our heads. Yeah. So I'm thinking, is there a, a euphemism for dick? That's the yeah, furniture. Like maybe thing? he maybe he meant like. Because back in the day, a lot of the furniture was made out of wood. So, wow, that's a very complicated, right? So, Darius is that level. Like, you probably didn't have a lot of metal folding chairs and stuff back then, unless you know you were in the WWF. That's right. All metal chairs there. So, Cody is introduced to Anita and Shane, right? Formally introduced, and Anita likes what she sees. She sees that mustache. She's, by the way, she's in her tennis outfit. Anita never wears a bra. So even when later she's no, wearing she a had powerful nipple. Yeah, high so. beams are on the whole time. <laughs> yeah, powerful. If we're going uh, scaling powerful nipples, yeah, she's a perfect ten there. Yeah, those things are blasting off. So they're like, Cody, you want to stay for dinner? Why? Well, of course I will. So, well, he's got to stay the whole time. So yeah. 
So they're at dinner time. We get we meet Anita's husband, Stuart. Looks Little. like uh, one of those old horror actors, doesn't he? Isn't there a? I, I thought there was. It was the guy that used in the cartoons. Like, he looks like uh, Bugs Bunny had like a lookalike of this one. Looks like John Waters. Up. John Waters without a mustache. Yeah, yeah. I would say he kind of looks like John Waters. He's like a John balding, Waters. like skinny guy. Yeah, he's okay. skinny balding with the side part. A little light in the loafers, if you get what I mean. <laughs> And he's he's there, and we're waiting for Liza, who's another niece. Right, and but that's not any woman, Liza. Liza is played by Lorraine Michaels, guys. Playmate of the month, April nineteen eighty one. Her turn-ons are. This is a bizarre one. My family. Oh no, no, no! No. Fits this role if you think about it. Yeah, that's true. Life, life turns her on. Okay, no privacy. No. Honesty and consistent people. No, I no. can I can get down with honesty and consistent people, right? I don't know that honesty is a turn on, but like if we're gonna get turned off by people that are late, then consistent people I feel like should qualify as a turn Playmates on. Playmates are very punctual. Very I never punctual. knew that. Yeah. Turn offs. Taking down the Christmas tree. Okay. Fingerprints on window. <laughs> Okay. I can see. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a turn off. It is. Like, I would be like, right. yeah, I can clean the window, but I wouldn't be like, I don't yeah, want to fuck now. She, Drier than a desert. You saw fucking, that fingerprint. Yeah, you fucking switch over. And it's just like, nope. Yeah, I will say fingerprints do make me irrationally angry sometimes. I used to work at the comic book store, yeah. as you know. And there's some people that would just like eat a slice of pizza and then read a comic. So would they try and sell us a book? And I'm like, I can see your saucy fingerprint on the cover. Like, I don't want to buy this. No, I like my nephew will ask me to come over and play video games with him, and he'll like be a kid, touch every single thing, eat every sugary substance he possibly can, get yogurt all over his hands, and then just pick up the controller. And I'm like, no, that's Ugh. like a ninety dollar controller, dude. That's why I'm happy, not for the workers, but family video can rot in hell. Because I started going there and. Every disc I rented from there, I got home and it looked like someone just manhandled mm. the disc after eating barbecue ribs. Yeah. It was just disgusting. Gross. Anyway. And phone bills. And phone bills? <laughs> those are some, you're right, those are some <laughs> weird turn-ons and turn-offs. Liza's the fucking weirdest one yet. That's our that's last playmate, by the way. No. Barbara, oh, no Barbara Edwards, who played uh, May. Yeah, that's right. May. Yeah. Oh, Okay. All right, so anyways, Liza... She arrives at the dinner table. uh, Lady Lillian's giving her some grief about showing up late, but whatever. Liza ignores it, gets straight into questioning Cody. You know, Cody, what do you like to make for dinner? Reservations. Good line, good line. Literally. (laughs) Kayla loved that one. She she also, like, turned to me and was like, that was good. (laughs) And Lady Lillian in the movie... Lady Lillian is eating Cody up. She loves this again. Man. Everybody on at this table, and that's why Shane probably feels defensive about Cody. He's oh like, no, hundred yeah. percent. He realized as soon as he walked in the door, he's like, "This man has daredevil dick vision." And he has, right. he has a mustache. I can't grow. That's right. Well, hey, Anita likes what she sees too because she's just clawing into Cody's fucking thigh. I don't Digging. know who played Anita. She did a great job there. I was like, that that chick is. Hungry. Yeah, and she is not hiding it, and that's pissing off Shane, man, because Shane and her were, you know, canoodling in the the pool house 
Right. And now she's just like, ooh, who's this? Who's Chippendale Griff? Tell me your story. That's right. And that's a long story. I won't even tell you about the pen name. <laughs> and so this scene just ends. Next thing we see Cody, he's meeting up with his cop friend Beverly at the old gym. He hasn't had enough women into him yet. We got to oh. find some more women that want to so This was the one that uh, Kayla liked. She Beverly. loves her hair. That's very 80s, yeah. It's very 80s. Yeah, very chic mullet. Very chic mullet. You're right. It was very mullety. And they're just working out. But, well, she's working out. Yeah. Cody's just checking out the fucking meat market. That's, <laughs> I love coming to the gym with her. He's sitting on an elliptical or some kind of bike thing, sipping a Pepsi. He is maybe a foot away from the woman next to him, and she's got her tits out while she's exercising. Maria, I think her name was. She's like, oh, and Maria. And he just looks straight down her top. And she just looks back at him and smirks like, yeah, what up? What up? What else can you do? Hey, Cody. Right. Then there's... Uh, the background. L- Luscious Lucy, I think it was. Luke, More names. Luke and Mark are in the back. Luke and Mark are in the back. Luscious Lucy. That was the other woman he was oh, into. Oh, I didn't know I remember any of them. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, Murray. There's 9,000 <laughs> names, and we somehow yeah. remember every one of them. Thank you, Sedaris. You gotta help me study. For you know the why? Because they, they're not M names. Like last, what was it? What was it? Was it Matt, the? It was the Hasselhoff Baywatch episode. Yes. Every name was Matt, an M name. Mike, Mary, uh, Miles, uh, and Mitch. Then, and then uh, yep, Mitch. And then there was Sexy Peggy. Two words that don't belong together for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't flow at all. No. Sexy Peggy. Yeah. See, because I, then there was Sexy Sally later. Like, right. Come on. Like, you need the alliteration with the double yeah, S's. Pretty Peggy, something You're, like that. Right. Yeah, you, Pretty Peggy flows. Pretty Peggy, yeah. Uh, precious Peggy. There you go. There we go. So, yeah, and then we see Luke and Mark, who we'll see later on, fucking doing curls like 100-pound dumbbells. Oh, yeah. And they're noticing Cody, and they don't like what they see. But Cody doesn't pay it any mind. We have to have another one of his weird, like, I wonder what's going on here. This is where Family Guy got its whole gig. Yeah, they they make some comment about him being a small dude, but here's the thing. like Cody's not jacked to the gills, but he's in good shape. He's in great shape. Like, yeah. like if I could have a body like Cody's, I'd be thrilled. Right. Because he- it doesn't... It's not. It doesn't look like it takes a shit ton of maintenance, unlike <laughs> the other guys, right? Oh, it still right. does. <laughs> I gotta have. I gotta have eighty chicken breasts in the AM, and then another eighty in the PM, just to keep my size. Hold on, Thunderlats knows what I'm talking about. <sighs> I hope Joe Coleman doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> I used, why? I'll make but, him pump some more, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah they inspire him to eat more chicken breasts yeah. every day. Red hots, chicken breasts. That's what Joe would eat with. Broccoli and sweet potatoes. I, I can't. I don't know how someone can take in that many calories. It's well, fucking impressive. It is. It is. So that's was just a scene to establish Beverly as a character because we go immediately back to the Chamberlain house and Anita is writhing on the floor, just on the floor. Like Cody literally says, "I wonder what they're doing back at the Chamberlain house," and we get a cut of Anita writhing on the floor. What the fuck was this Lynch scene? Her tits are popping out. It was, you know, it was a cool scene. I liked it. But it was like, what the fuck is this? Is she getting Stuart hot? Yeah, I don't know what it was for. I guess to fill some time. It was definitely not getting Stuart hot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll learn later. (laughs) I didn't know that when I was doing the notes. So we're thinking she's, she's writhing for Shane, but Shane's got other plans. 
happens because Liza's in taking a shower. She's very engrossed in her shower, so much so that Shane can just walk up, put a place a camera on the the dresser. Apparently, this is a very cold shower, or they have yeah. great ventilation. Takes off his robe. He's naked as well, and he's. He, I, I can only describe it as softly rapes her because he attacks her and she's like, Shane, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, she is not into this. No, not at all. Oh my God, are you fucking serious right now? Then he goes, no, 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 just calm down. He grabs her face. Yeah, he's like, take it easy, just relax. Starts shoving his tongue down her face and then she's like, oh yeah, this is enjoyable. Yeah, and even Andy yeah. Sedaris was like, yeah, we, we could never get away with this shit now. Yeah. Yeah, and like, here's the thing about Sedaris movies. This is the only instance that I would say is absolutely like problematic. Because uh-huh. there's even scenes later in the movie where you would think it would be really easy for him to make this character the butt of the joke, but he doesn't. That's what immediately when Murray came over, I was like, I was so impressed with how they handled Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Anyway. But this scene was was easily the yes. stupidest scene. So while they're fucking, the camera's clicking off. Right. And, and they're having a great time and everything. Both very into it. He fucking get, finishes up, and then he just, like, picks her up off his dick and sits her back down on the fucking... Yeah, because there's, like, a seat in the shower stall, Right, because so. the lady's got a broken leg. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, Sedaris thought of everything. He knows. Maybe his wife broke a leg once. And he's like, "Nice fuck, babe. I gotta go." And does right. he? Does he show her the? He camera? Shows her yes, the camera. he does. And then she gets pissed off, right? Because he he leaves and he's like, "Yeah, this will be nice later or whatever." Speaking of Stewart, he's peeking outside his bedroom and he notices some Shane too, right? And you know, of course, Anita's like, "What the fuck are you peeking over there at?" Oh, nothing, nothing. Next morning, our buddy Cody's taking a little swim in the pool at the Chamberlain's. Got his little fucking bikini briefs on. Right. Liza's sitting there doing a crossword puzzle with her left hand. I, I noticed that. I put it in my notes. I said, Was that immediately mean anything? I, I, man. Murray took a picture of the. Uh, he was doing the uh, chalkboard string thing where oh, he man. just had all the fucking connections. Because we know when we go into a Sedaris movie, it's going it's to be. Exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's mentally exhausting. Yeah. Uh, Murray is the Sedaris forensic. Uh, That's right. That's right. It's sexy Columbo is what it is. (laughs) Yes. Charming characters with lots of tits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's just making cute with her, you know, being polite because he's a Texas boy. Right. Trying to trying to get in because she's the only one being cagey with him. Right. Like Anita wants his dick. Accurate. Stewart. Oh, barely even seen Stuart. He knows because of the dick radar. Stuart wants his dick. Great. Knows Lady Lillian wants his dick. Liza's the only one. So she brings up the fact. Well, no, they of course they got to have lunch first. Right. This was an interesting rich person lunch. Yeah, yeah, if you're classy and rich, you don't just eat a fucking fucking grilled cheese sandwich. Anytime you're listening, you think Murray's eating a lozenge or anything like no. that. He's eating escargot. Escargots, yeah. That's right. We have an endless supply. Griff eats raw oysters, and That's I eat right. escargot. Slurp them up. Slurp and them up. who brings And them? I have the uh, palate of an eight-year-old, so I eat dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. That's so. right. <laughs> but we got you the ones that actually roar when you bite into them. And I appreciate it. Yeah, I know. But who brought them? Why, a new character. <laughs> May, the maid, Marion. 
<laughs> who had the craziest thank I, I was like thank god this was a wig because she had yes. the worst fucking hair it was crazy it was halloween usa <laughs> it was crazy. it was really bad yeah <laughs> and she brought some celery too celery i saw that crunchy water as murray likes to call yes. it his favorite so while they're slurping on those snails except for cody because he's like i don't need anything that leaves a trail that's right which is shocking. I guess he doesn't go down on women because we've learned that he gets a lot of juice on him when he fucks, which is why he's got a shower after every fuck. Shane, we know, goes down on women, but Cody won't. Cody well, don't. the mustache retains all that. Cody you know? don't go oh. there. What does? Yeah. I guess Mike doesn't go down on any women either. He doesn't have I a don't mustache. have a mustache. That's true. <laughs> but it does. It's like a sponge, Mike. Let me explain it to you. <laughs> Oh, oh, no. Let's stop the episode and talk about juices for a while. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Bodily juices? Yes, Murray. So anyway, Maid Marion drops off the lunch. And, and Liza drops the thing. She needs, she needs to take a trip out to Palm Springs. And Cody, being the Texas gentleman he is, says, I'll give you a ride, man. Why don't you, take, why don't you have Shane take you? Fuck Shane forever. Well, I'll take you. You want to say something about that? Nope. Okay. Why? Because she's jealous. She for just last night she got raped and then fell in love with Shane, and now she's jealous that Anita's fucking Shane in the pool house. Right. So she starts spilling the beans about it. Yeah, they're probably over there, and we get another one of those. Sedaris, as someone's saying something, we cut over to see that it's happening right this minute. Right. Again, we're in Malibu. These people are under the age of thirty-nine. They are constantly fucking horny. Liza's the only one who seems to not have that crazy sex drive. You're right. Maybe she is waiting. Maybe right. Shane's fingerprints on everything. It turns her off. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's got to be it. it there's That's it. Mary, Maid Marion is also horrible at her job. They insult her all the time. Yes. She's great at eavesdroppings. That's all she does throughout the entire movie. <laughs> when Zedaris shows her eavesdropping, and it's just a shot of her butt in the fishnets. <laughs> yeah. I was like, God damn it, Sedaris. You really are like the John Waters of these fucking stupid macho movies. Like, just the fuck. It's so tasteless, and yet I just love them. So Anita mm-hmm. and Shane are banging. And Shane, like, stretches out, grabs a little remote behind the headboard. Beep. Fucking camera just pops up on this, like, armoire, and it's filming them fucking. And you know what I did? I hit pause. I stood up. I laughed my ass off. That was the best reveal I've ever seen. The little mechanic of whoop, and the camera pops up. So fucking good for me. It was really good. Almost as good as the um, blow-up doll in Dallas Connection. Oh, my God. I <laughs> or the blow-up oh. doll in Heart Taken to Hawaii. Or like, it's, a, it's a recurring thing. <laughs> yeah. There was no blow-up doll in this, though. That's Didn't, need Didn't need it. Didn't need it. Malibu Express did not need it. So we were just talking about bodily juices so anita's like i gotta shower off shane's like i wanted to sit in these juices for a while so i'm out of here i'm gonna stew babe so now cody's driving liza to meet up with a, a person she, john harper jonathan harper our villain of the movie computer salesman she's gonna invest into his his uh company yeah and so cody starts bringing up oh yeah yeah i was listening to npr i'm pretty sophisticated you know sex sophisticated sophisticated you know a little slip of the tongue there uh, but isn't he involved in some kind of like Russian sales? She's like, I don't care. This is a great investment. 
Don't tell me I can't do this because I'm a woman. Oh, I understood. I will I will leave you to it. So they show up to this place. Apparently, this was a the Playboy where they would do their editing of their videos. This room, interesting. And they liked it because that that was the door that slides like a Star Trek door. That was there. That was a real door. That wasn't like made for the movie. So oh, that's pretty cool. So everything's like painted black. It's like the walls are painted black. Yeah. And they're very weird. And there's a lot of monitors. So it's just the editing they're doing. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And. Uh, we, we this is where we meet Jonathan Harper the and his goons Matthew Mark and Luke who we saw Mark and Luke at the gym earlier right and then Matthew isn't it the guy from Police Academy I haven't seen a Police Academy in I think he was like the, like twenty years like one of the asshole cops that hated Mahoney and all that, that shit I think it was I just love that to invest she's literally bringing a rubber banded wad of drug cash yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. right she's she's bringing like a pimp roll not not the briefcase not yeah. the kinjate yeah. nothing to like document it or no, anything no receipts nothing wad of cash looking both ways you know very suspiciously that was that was how they shot the scene and then uh Goons. luke matthew matthew mark and luke matthew mark and luke roll in and just start fucking clowning on cody like hey look at this little wimp Look at this. Uh, you'll know this line straight out of over the top. Look at this tiny little shiny dick pecker over here. Was that from over the top? I don't remember what that guy said <laughs> when he walked to the bathroom. But you'll I... remember this line I just <laughs> made up. <laughs> <laughs> but I said it in the same cadence. Oh, man, that movie. And so, yeah, he sidles up to him, and he's making fun of him. And then they start grabbing all over Liza, and they're like, look at this bitch. She's got tits and an ass. And he's like, hey, this woman's investing. Treat her like a lady. And then Cody just bails. He's, his hard feelings are hurt. Cody tries to say, hey, Liza, these guys are fucking square. Let's beat it. Uh, Cody, I'm busy investing. This is a business. This is me. So he you leaves. When everything is black, what can't you see? Fingerprints. That's why she likes it here. Oh, she yeah. Can't good see point. It. She's probably finally getting aroused. So as soon as Cody leaves, John goes goes to Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Teach that Cody guy a lesson. Yeah, don't let him get off this compound without appreciating me. So Cody's just driving down the street, minding his own business, and they drive up. Pull over, motherfucker! I'm gonna fuck you up. And Cody, like the Texas gentleman is, pulls over. It's like is okay, this is amazing. Gets out. He's got his tracksuit on. He pulls the sleeves off his tracksuit. Did Fila ever make these? I don't know. <laughs> Cause how well, is this not a thing? Why did he pull the sleeves off and then pull the fucking rest of the jacket off? Why I just pull it all off at once. I. I, cabaret. It's for cabaret. Like little striptease. Little a little Chippendale. Yeah, Chippendale Griff oh, is putting on it. a show. That's what it is. Because you see, when I get Kayla in the mood, I always rip one sleeve, then the other sleeve. Makes sense. If I want to make it real slow, it's just you start at the wrist, elbow. You really fucking. He just undoes one thread from his sweater and slowly, slowly. unravels it. Wow. Nine hours later. That's classic. <laughs> he, he, has, he ties one end to Millie's collar and has her run around the backyard. I like it. And he drops the line, 
I'm a lethal weapon, motherfuckers. And he fucking handles the muscle dudes. He fucking kicks Luke in the face. Right. He looks a little scared at first. Yeah, well, like, I would be too. These giant motherfuckers. Kicks Luke in the face. Uh, whatever Mark. M name. Mark. Kicks Mark. And then. Kicks Mark in the nuts. nuts. Yeah. yeah. And then Matthew, who's just a fat, like, middle-aged guy. I figured he'd be the easiest. Yeah. Punches him in the gut. Clang. Prime pan. Opens it up. Got the fucking plasma rifle from fucking Terminator on <laughs> yep. there. It was a plasma rifle. Whips it out. Pulls it on her boy Cody. But he they could he could have killed Cody. Be like, no, we're just gonna humiliate him. We're gonna shoot up that fucked up Ford. Is they, not the Ford. They uh they threaten his penis first. Yes, they do. They put it right down the trunks. Yeah. Have you ever seen Invasion USA? Yeah. And they go, you know what? I'm gonna hit you. It really hurts your Ford. I know what you love that Ford. fucking bullshit Ford card. So they really and they really just shot a fucking old car. They're like, we don't have the fucking budget for like you know explosions and shit. So they just shot a car. They mess Cody up. They fuck it. You know they they keep his sleeves, so he's got to walk without his sleeves now. They give him the rest, the vest of the sweater back, and he's gotta he's gotta walk himself. He's in the middle of the desert. Yeah, he's gotta walk himself back to civilization. Finds an oasis, a used car lot. Yep. Of course, that's what he needs. You have something to say, Mike? Not yet. Mike's got a lot to say about this. What's going on at this car lot, Mike? You want to tell us about this car lot? So he rolls up, and there's a, an attractive young lady. Played by his wife in real life. Cody's oh. wife? Yeah. Oh. Okay. And uh, she asks if she can help him. He asks for the fastest car on the lot, and Tim... Fastest will, thing on the lot. Fastest thing on the lot. And Tim, what does she say? I'm the fastest thing on this lot. Ayo! And then she just pulls her tits out. I mean, this is the. F- it's just it's it's just uh, everyone has to get their tits out when they're on a set of a Zadaris film. She probably just came on just to just to be there to see her husband, and they're like, "You want to get your tits out? Sure, it's contagious." It's, right, Zadaris films are like spring break. Everybody's just waiting to whip them out. Yes, under forty, dripping right. wet. Constantly, and you need to say that. I just need to say, if the movie ends right here, the story of Cody coming to this and all the women that throw him, this is like a Twilight Zone sexy episode. <laughs> yes. Like, Cody just wants to get back to life. He wants to drink or more sexy water. Hitcher. Yeah, this is his sexy curse. Hitcher. Yeah. And it's just like, no, no. It's like the guy who gets all the more sexy Hitcher. Spring. <laughs> Sexy Hitcher. Oh. So the the Twilight Zone aspect is like he's getting too much pussy. Like it's yes. like he does. Yeah. Like it's, I, this is my dream to get laid all the time, and now he can't get anything. He done. just wants to go to the grocery store, Constantly go dehydrated, to the, go to the deli counter, and not be the meat. Yeah, he's dreaming of celery because it's crunchy <laughs> water, and all he wants is water. Right, because they're yeah. just sucking the juices out. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing like everything. He's like beef jerky. They're yeah. just draining them. Right. He thinks he's this beautiful man, and he knows he's this beautiful man, but at the same time, these girls are just throwing themselves all over. Don't even suck notice. you by. Don't even notice those piercing blue eyes, great mustache, nothing. But it works. He gets a car for that fucking. Right. And he drives back to the Chamberlain's, and he reflects on. It. He's like, Yeah, it's got raped. It's so nonchalant, matter of fact, it's like, well, I was just raped, and now I'm back at the Lady Chamberlain's. <laughs> Rape was not serious in 85. We were learning from this movie. Right. Right. You know? Right. And so, <laughs> so, this, so what was like Paul Kersey's problem in Death Wish? It's like, come on. Or maybe it. maybe it's just happened to Cody so much, he's just like tuned out and desensitized to it, right? Like, It's that mentality, if the chick was hot, it can't be rape. You know? Could be that. 
So, yeah, he walks back to the chamber. Oh, he drives back to the chamber. Yeah, he gets a car, drives back. As he's arriving there, we're going inside to Shane's we, little hangout. We need more tits. Yeah. So Shane gets a call from a guy who owes money. Dick. Right. Dick. Right <laughs> he's getting a massage from a topless woman. Not a very good massage. Yeah. She's putting nothing into that <laughs> no. massage. And this is, uh, he's got a thick skin, let's say. She's not getting in there. She's got long nails. Nothing about this is good. But I think this is one of the few people introduced into the Sedaris movie without a name. Just saying. That's true. They don't They don't give this character a name. They don't. Or if they did, we were so bombarded by other names, we didn't pick it up. It I don't know. Good questions. So he's like, where's my mind? Now we're learning why Shane is doing all this blackmailing because he's got like 30 grand. He owes this guy for something. I don't know. 30 G. Yeah, they never elaborate on that. He just owes them I think he's invested in pogs. It took them two calls to do this, by the way. Yeah, she calls it back. (laughs) Shane gets gets all upset, and Anita is just sitting next to him. For some reason. Just to sit there. They just got done fucking, probably. Oh, that could be it. And so he hangs up. Because he was like, I think he was like curling the fucking He was curling. He was. And so it's the weirdest set because it's this tiny room. And he's wearing like slacks and like dress (laughs) shoes and curling. What the fuck? Listen, man, when you're you're that big, Thunderlats probably does the same thing. He's probably cooking dinner with one hand and curling with the other. That's how he types, actually. It takes him a long time to do anything because he's curling the whole time. That's how you get that fucking Terminator physique, though. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, again, Sedaris. Stupid scene. Here we are, 18 minutes on it. Tiny little room. There's barely enough room for a fucking love scene. They actually pointed it characters. out because that was that was Thank a set. Where that, okay, at. that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Shane's little bungalow. His little bungalow sex room because this right. is where he hides like a tape and a VCR and everything <laughs> yeah. so we can watch. Betamax, by the way. Betamax, yeah. nice. And so, yeah, we've got Cody hiding outside listening in. And reflecting on being raped, but not caring enough about Isn't it. Isn't like Maid Marian also listening in somewhere? That was it. Yes, what, I think she is. Was it this scene, or was that a different? She scene? listens in on so many. I, I think don't she's know. listening at the window. He's listening at the door. I think that might have been it. But I know Marion listens in later. She does, but and that's all she does in the movie is eavesdrops. We're gonna learn about why. I mean, everyone figured out why already because of that clue. But uh, so yeah, he has the one call with Dick, who tells him, "You owe me thirty G." Okay, hangs up the phone. Shane looks over at Anita just sitting on the love seat, arms crossed, doing nothing. Then he gets another call, picks it up. It's Dick. <laughs> By the way, if you and, forgot. Yeah, you would think Dick would be mad that Shane just hung up on him. No. But he's like, oh, by the way. <laughs> just one more thing. <laughs> just, one, just one more thing. <laughs> Don't forget, I need that 30G. You know, the 30G I told you about a minute ago in our last phone call. I think it was because Sedaris, he's always thinking, he's like, maybe they'd be mesmerized by the massage woman's tits. So I got to reiterate. <laughs> It's like Blue's Clues. You play it five times a week, the same episode, so the kids remember. You play the same scene twice in a row, so the kids remember. So he reveals to Anita, I'm blackmailing you because I need some fucking money. That's right. That night. No, you got to. Oh, you told you talked about Anita. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody needs to remember shit. Yeah, really. Stuart is being taken out by Shane, also the chauffeur in the limo. Cody's following because he's, like, thinking maybe Stuart's up to something. 
And we learn that Stuart's got a whole secret life that only Shane knows about, apparently. Right. And Shane's like, look, I need 30 grand. While he's saying that, Stuart's putting on makeup. Right, we see it's a dark lit scene and everything, and then we see Stewart's face get illuminated. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? Where's this light coming from? And we start to see as Shane's going on about how he needs 30G and he knows about his secret, his little cock glove. Well, no, he's like, secret. I got pictures of us fucking. And, and Stewart stands up for himself. He's like, fuck you. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm not giving you anything. Right. Stewart's face, by the way, full makeup at this point. Yeah. Tell him. Yep. What is this, blackmail? I don't give a shit. Right. What the fuck you get to do about Stewart's it? Stewart's a stone-cold assassin. Dude, he's amazing. This character is fucking awesome. And so he's finishing up, and Shane is just like, well, I've got pictures on you. I need 30G. And Stewart's like, that's fucking great. I think you might even throw in some kind of uh, homophobic slur, too. 100% did. Yeah. And he's just like, honey, I don't give a shit. Puts his wig on, out the door. Right. To the screaming cockatoo. <laughs> the screaming, screaming cockatoo. Andy Sedaris. Very interesting, because it's not a, like really a gay club. It's just like a, it's just a place where guys who want to dress as women can hang out and just yeah. like get a dinner or some just shit. Just a drag bar. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. He meets up with his friend Frederick. Mm-hmm. I think Cody yeah. is watching with his little opera glasses. Right. And he's like, oh, my God, Stuart's a beautiful woman. Kayla said right. the same thing. She's he like, was. Yeah, yeah he I did. And like, this is what we were talking about earlier when Sedaris could have made a joke of this character and just been just made fun of it. But no, Stuart was written and played with class and respect. We're used to gay characters being a trope and being just like dragged around. Stuart, I don't know if this actor was like. No, we're doing this character this way, right. whatever. But he fucking 100% killed it. Right. I'm so impressed Stuart by was Stuart. was great. And I come away from this movie being like, fuck, Sedaris gets it. Right. That he meets so his friend who's well, wearing a burka. Frederick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was hiding his beard. <laughs> right. <laughs> fucking killing it, guys. I loved it. Oh, man. And I think Stuart like, invites him to a party they're having at the chamber. Yeah, he does. Yeah. All right. Speaking of that party. We're at it, and everybody is there. Even we get a little cameo from Arlene Sedaris. Did you see the woman talking with Cody with the blue blockers yes. on? Yeah. Yes. That's his wife. She was wearing those because she had seen the eye doctor earlier in the day, so her eyes were, like, dilated or something. Oh, oh okay. So, I was yeah. so confused because this party scene, again, if you want to talk about weird fucking scenes, this guy, Sedaris, knows how to do a lynch scene because we're going around this party Everybody we have met in this movie is in this scene, basically. Yeah. Except for some of the... The Buffingtons, aren't they? Yeah. The Buffington. Yeah. They're but upset. most of the important players are here. And it's like Shane's fucking every single person in this building. Even Dick is in this party. Dick is at this party. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And we got Cody in there like, I fucked her. I fucked her. I'm going to fuck her. I'm fucking her tonight. It's insanity. And then yeah, the blue blocker woman. I and right. they freeze on her for nine seconds. I was like, now you know what the fuck was that? I'm Listen, Sedaris wanted to get a good establishing shot of his wife. You think you he think is a loving husband? It should have been a long shot. You know, get her whole frame in there, and Cody like takes a peek at her butt or something. No, no, that's that's Sedaris's wife. All right, she's you not. She, she's not in the shop respect. window. You think Sedaris wouldn't be into Cody checking out his wife? She's not in the shop window. Okay, okay. 
So Dick is at the party, got invited. This is like a charity event. He goes right to Shane. Where's my fucking money, motherfucker? Right. <laughs> I'm working on it. All of a sudden, Shane gets punked out. He was a badass throughout this movie. And he's like, oh, I don't... I'll Folds like a house of cards. That's right. He's fucking muscle jacked to the gills. He's fucking everybody. And now he's just a crumpling bitch. So he goes to like the laundry room or something. Calls up the party. Goes back to his little hangout, I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he calls up Stuart. He's like, with a list. Yeah. He's like, is Stuart there? Why didn't he just confront Stuart at the party? Stuart's there at the party. I don't know. It's so But he, weird. once again, says, I want fucking money. And Stuart shuts him down. He's like, no, I don't give a shit. Yeah. We needed another. Again, Blue's Clues. He's got to yeah. tell us twice. Three, four <laughs> yeah. times. Because, I mean, I would have forgot. So Shane is like, oh, fuck. And put, clangs up the phone. Dick leaps into the scene with a fucking knife, puts it up to Shane's face. Pistol whips and then uses it. <laughs> Amazing. Right hand pistol. Not threatening enough. Let me get my knife out. And he does give him a little prick on the cheek. Yeah, just a little. Interesting. Just a little reminder. Pistol was in his right hand. I'm going to write that down. Hmm. <laughs> we are playing Blue's Clues after all. And fucking, he's like, I'll get it. I'll do whatever. I'll get the money. Don't worry. And you better, motherfucker. Shane leaves. Or Dick leaves. Shane goes. He's like, my pretty face. He's got a little cut on his cheek. That's he's right. worried about that. He's he's a mess at this point. Shane is completely broken by all the stress. Back at the party, we get a nice little rape joke. If you didn't get enough for this movie. Right. But it's a, it's a homosexual rape joke. So, we see, so Liza is telling Anita a joke. She's like, get a load of Maid Marion. You should get raped by two gay guys. Yeah. One held him down. The other one did her hair. And that was, if you're talking about that, if her hair was done by a gay guy, that was a rape. Yeah, that, that was, was that. that was yeah, that was definitely an insult towards the gay community. I just like this because that joke concludes and then everybody leaves the party. Yep. And I like to believe it was a record stretch moment. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, ooh. Fucking mm. Christ. Gay rape jokes? Well, no, it's about thank you. time to go. Uh, Millie's offended. She came back out. She's like, come on, guys. Enough of the art. So Shane, he's trying to console himself. Where do you do? You put on a little Regis. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What the the hell? Regis was a friend of uh, Sedaris, so he agreed to do this little scene with his wife. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. Because he, I mean, he probably they knew each other because they worked in TV. You're right. You're right. That's so funny. I would love to be in your movie. Oh, my God. What do you say your movie is? Spy thriller with tits everywhere? Malibu Express. Count me in. So he he watched a little of that. And he's like, I need to jerk it to some porn of me fucking somebody. So he puts on the, the, the uh, video of him fucking Anita. Right. And then he's got to go. He's got some stank on him still. You know, he's got to wash all the defeat off him from the day. And he's going to go watch himself be, you know, dominating over a woman, you know, to get back his masculinity. You're right. I think that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And then a mysterious character in a trench coat and and, uh, a stocking over his face and a fedora comes in and just stabs him right in the gut. That's a big knife. I thought it was... uh, What's his name? Crocodile Dundee. Cause that knife was fucking down under. This is a knife. This is a knife. Stabs him and then uh, goes into the drawer where all the fucking blackmail shit is. Grabs the fucking pictures. Grabs the fucking cassette. Right. And then Shane somehow comes to and takes a picture. <laughs> yeah, he goes to leave. In the absolute darkness. 
But he has yep. a flash, which alerts the the killer. Yeah. So the killer turns around, pulls a gun out sh- with a silencer, silencer shoots him. And then before he falls down, though, he, he gets the, th- uh, the uh, camera, throws it in the drawer, locks it, and then collapses. Yep. So thankfully, the uh, the uh, killer knew they maybe had to break into a locked door, so they has a pry bar. Right, pries it open. We see the scratch marks all over the fucking shitty ass little cabinet. All on that right side. I don't right know if that'll side. Come into play at all. That might come into play. You better write that down. I'm gonna use my left hand to write that down. And then grabs a camera and then fucking then shoots fucking Shane again in the head. Shane's like face right up at the Regis. It looked like he shot him in the head. The blood splatters on the TV like he got shot in the head. TV doesn't break, though. And nope. he gets up to his feet. <laughs> this made no sense. Holding the TV. And again, this is very Lynch to me. Like, yeah. if this were a Lynch movie, I'd be like, wow. What is Lynch trying to tell us? No. What is Sedaris trying to He's swinging around. Oh, boy. He's swinging around a stupid little room with the fucking Regis TV. And Regis is going, we need love in this world. Love. Love will kill us. If we don't have love, we will die. And here is Shane, loveless, screwing over everybody he's fucking. Flies through the double doors. Holding the TV. Holding the TV. And they do a crash cut. Into Cody jumping into the pool the next morning. Yes. Artfully done. Yes. Seamless. Seamless. We needed to cool ourselves down after that hot action. And uh, Luciana's hanging out there, too. Looking, Got the bikini with the high heels. Right. And she's got the sexy specs on, too. Her shade selection in here would make some of these fucking fashionistas blush. Right. And then she's like, I think I see something over there. She goes over there. They go over there. And we see that they're... Playing with his TV. Only friend he has, his TV. Not disturbed by it at all. No. We'll, oh, we'll right. learn later that they've seen many. They probably killed many people in their lifetime. And so. That might be up. And they're like, yeah, fuck, I guess Shane's dead. Let's Dude. call the cops. Looks like he was rushing Regis. It's burnt into the screen. <laughs> but he's like, Luciana, get out of town. I'll cover for you. So right. She, walks she plays it cool at first. No, I can't leave you. No, it's the best thing to do. The police will be here soon. They'll question you. And I don't want those sweet lips telling anything, but show me that cock. <laughs> Get out of town. Pats her on the butt. And she walks into frame. And Sybil must not have known that they were still keeping this footage because she walks into frame, like into the camera, and she's just like dead eyed. Just like, fuck, man, where's my locker room? I got to do a line or something. That's very interesting to me. So Cody inspects the body, doesn't see anything. He hears some scuffling in Shane's room. He's, it's, it's Anita. She's going through that drawer. And she's rifling through all the stuff in broad daylight. Right. Everybody is just going to be like going through Shane's room now. They all want to figure out what's going on in Shane's room. Marion, outside the window. This is the Marion. This is also where we get the Sedaris fucking, uh, the Sedaris angle. Yep. She is fucking kneeling down to the ground and yet the camera is in the ground he dug a ditch to get this shot <laughs> of her fishnet butt cody notices a roll of film in that drawer says, i'll take that right and he heads out notices marion after he shoes anita out of the room who's yeah. like guiltily like oh i was just coming in here because uh yeah i just uh i didn't know he was dead out back 
I just saw the blood and I, I was uh, a little yeah, interested. Ins- instead of screaming for help or going to get someone, I'm just going to rifle through all of his shit and put my fingerprints all over the crime scene. Her right-handed fingerprints. If I'm going to critique anything about this movie, it's that nobody reacts to this death. Yeah. Not a single well, Everyone wanted yeah, Shane dead. Yeah. I mean, everyone was happy. But it, you said you said she was rifling through stuff with her right hand. Tim? That's what I said, yeah. You better Did, write that down. Were you just thinking about the, as we speak. the Nick Cave and the Bad Seed song, Red Right Hand, or, or did you actually mean the right hand? I meant the right hand. Shit, fuck. Well, it was red after she handed all the shit covered in Shane's blood. <laughs> I yeah. like it when and Shane... And she left fingerprints everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. All over the windows. I love that when, uh, what's his name, uh, Cody grabs the camera, he's like, blood on the camera, what could that mean? <laughs> yeah. This was a very bizarre <laughs> next Everything? scene. They go out to the pool. Everyone's out. Lady Lillian, Liza, everyone's like, Liza smoking with her left hand. I wrote that down. Wrote that down. Murray, interesting. Yeah. It's all that Columbo you watched. Yeah, it is. And Cody, okay, guys, you got to remember, back in 85, only rich people had answering machines. So if you didn't have an answering machine, you had an answering service. Right. So he calls in the answering service slash sex phone hotline. Of Sexy Sally. Sexy Sally, sexy phone, and lip service. That's right. <laughs> and Sally has got it, like every woman in this film, got it bad for Cody. So bad. <laughs> the, I mean, this whole buildup for this scene, fascinating. Because he calls up. Who is he trying to call? He calls her to tell her to call the cops. Yes. that's. I just had to make sure I got that clear. We just needed more tits. So he's like, he's we needed another up. joke, and we needed more tits. But Kayla loved the scene, and I love the scene. It's Sally so was Sally was great. Sally it, was fantastic. If she, I will say this though, the double standard. If this was a male character, she would have been a total creep. Yes. But Sally, the actress that played Sally, made it very charming. She did great. Yeah. It would have been Matt from Terminator. Do you remember Matt from Terminator? Called up Ginger, was trying to get all oh, hot yeah, on yeah, her, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's uh, what's her name on the phone, and just yeah. whatever, Linda. Uh, did you guys notice her mug? I did not. No. <laughs> You're in for a treat. We're going to look at that afterwards. I noticed that she's pinching her nipples. That's what she did every time she was talking to Cody. Every time. Next to her, some leather daddies are making their like, gay sex phone lines. It's an equal opportunity sex hotline. Yep. It's so fucking good. We start <laughs> with that close-up of the sign to tell us it's Sally Lip Service and everything, and we're slowly going down the line, and they're doing the punch board telephone thing. Yeah. Leather daddies with like, the fucking... Like, like, I love how it's not video chat, and the dude bothers to get dressed up in his full leather daddy Everybody's outfit. there dressed <laughs> yeah. up like they are... Well, dress for the Commit, job you want. Yeah. Right. Well, got to go to work. Have you seen my choke collar? Committed to the bit. We're going down the line. Oh, I want to gargle your balls so bad. And then we finally get the Sally at that. She was like the only woman working there. And she just like always turns to the camera and she's fucking, Cody, you gorgeous cowboy. I bet you're wearing those tight Blue jeans. Is that an armadillo in your right. trouser? She's like, hold on, guys. This is for real sex talk. I mean this stuff. So right. she has to turn away because it's intimate. She gets her headphones on and everything. <laughs> no one else can listen to me. She gets the soundproof headphones on, of course. She's right. like Did talking. Did you notice? She was like masturbating the fucking microphone. Yes, I did. Talking to. Yes, while yes. she's doing it, she's fiddling it. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Did, did Sedaris have to direct her or she just know how to do this? I like to believe that this is her natural talent. Yeah. This is what she brought to the table. Yeah. Incredible. 
fascinating work by Sally. Great job, Sally. So instead of just calling the police himself, because he has a, he's talking on a phone. In front like, of the whole Callaghan family. Yeah. Whatever he's their name is. Chamberlain. Chamberlain. He's like, call the police. Uh, I'll call the police because you're going to be rubbing my tits so hard they're going to catch on fire. <laughs> right. And he knows the cop police are coming, so he's got to hide that roll of film. <laughs> so he bails to hide the film. Lieutenant Allred shows up, uh, Beverly Superior, and he has gotten the pictures of Anita and Shane fucking mailed to him for some reason. Right. And he reveals this, and he's like, this is what I call, looks right into the camera, hard evidence. <laughs> <laughs> this was Kayla's favorite joke. I'm pretty sure this is the one. That was. I, I, do we have a new Sedaris fan here? Wow. She mean, might be. I love it. She. I always thought Kayla was a woman of class, and this just confirms it. It just confirms them. So, uh, Marion, she makes a call to John. Oh, my God, she's working for the enemy, Jonathan Harper, the computer smuggler? Apparently, because now we've got a whole new character sitting on the couch with John Harper in the foreground and the new character in the background. I think that's another character we didn't get the name of. There was some other guy in this room taking the phone call. It's like, who the fuck is this guy? I don't know. He must have been the Russian. But she's giving him all the update, all the shit she heard about, you know, Shane was found dead and Cody's got the the, the film and everything. Now, Cody and Beverly, they they drop something about the beach house. That's where the house where Shane would take people to film them, him fucking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, Shane had a key to that place. Let's go check that. There might be some evidence at this place, the right. beach house. So, so, now, so now it's going to be like Cody and Beverly working the case together. Yes. But like Magnum always did, this is my case, by the way. Right. I'm solving it. Territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they go to the beach house. They're looking around. There's like a jukebox, pool table. Pool table, uh, slot machines and everything. And they're like, wow, this place is really interesting. What do you plan to do here? We got to really make sure we get fingerprints, like really precise evidence. I just noticed you've been working out a lot. Your body's fucking amazing. Well, of course you noticed. They were actually at the gym together. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. He said, "I go to the gym with you every twice a week, so she can't help it." And yes, this works. Hundred percent. You just tell any woman this. You look like you've been at the gym. Crazy good body here. She pops her top off. She does that. Yeah. And then we get the most unfuckable music I've ever heard yet. Holy was shit. It, was it Zydeco music? What the fuck was playing in this scene? There was some banjos. It, it was some blue, upbeat bluegrass music. Ooh, it was worse. I'm piping in for everybody right now. They're listening to it. Do it. They're hearing it. They're hearing the lack of sexual moves. You actually No, hear, there was no lack of sexual moves. It you didn't was like, fuckable you, music. You like the sexual moves in the scene? I wouldn't say they were award-winning, but that wasn't the problem with the scene. We but, got a little bit more untanned butt in it. Yeah. We got some thighs. Yeah. We got strategically placed sheets. Right. I, Sweden scale. I mean, there's nothing happening here for me. This is a this is like a two and a half. I was I was gonna say three. Yeah. I'm gonna say it two, and that's just because she had two breasts. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. It was really bad. And yeah. It was because of that music. Thank you, Swedeson, wherever you are. You're absolutely right. The importance of fuckable music in a sex scene. I, I took it for granted for all these years. Right. If the, if if this scene had fuckable music, 
then I think it would gain at least five points. Right. I'm not five points. It would get up to five. Like it would go from a three to a five for me where it's middle of the road. I won't remember it one way or the other for being bad or good. Right. But I mean, there's a reason when people say porn, people go immediately go bump, chicka, because the importance of fuckable music. Right. They don't reach for the banjo first. (laughs) (laughs) Banjo. Yeah. Steve Martin, you ain't getting laid, man. And so then we see as Cody is enjoying the sex so much, he reaches around and he's feeling up the headboard. And Kayla's joke, which is very appropriate for this movie, he'll, he'll fucking touch any curve. <laughs> he, he will. He'll feel up any curve. Or I, it was something like that. Yeah. But he's as, getting wood, if you will. But <laughs> as we discussed earlier, is it because he wants to or because he's relenting to it? We'll never know. Shit. Well, he seems to actually like Beverly. Yeah. That's true. He sticks up for her often. He asked for it. He was talking about her body earlier. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You don't fucking lay that line out there. You don't use the fucking, did you go to the gym once in the last month? Because you're fucking banging today. You don't throw that out there if you're not expecting to lay a little of that Texas pipeline. You're going to be moving some some of that fucking Texas oil soon. Texas tea. That alabaster Texas oil. <laughs> and so he, yeah, he reaches, he finds, uh, even like uh, Sedaris is like, yeah, this was a real stretch, but he had to get the fucking remote. It makes no sense that he's fondling a headboard. Just find it in your butt or something. That's but where the remote always ends it, up. And he pushes it, and the fucking monitor starts showing him fucking. Right. It looked like our Laserdisc remote, by the way, people. Yeah, 5,000 buttons because it has 5,000 features, and he finds the right one, hits it. We get the shot of the camera wink, popping up. I love that shot. My favorite shot. And he's like, hey, you want to watch us fuck to some bad music? All right. So now they're <laughs> done fucking. And they're bickering over. Are we going to turn this tape in or are we going to keep working this case? And then they notice some noise outside. Some goons have showed up. Not Matthew, Mark, and Luke. These are lightweight goons yeah we met these lightweight goons at the party Yeah, because everybody was literally at that they party. had the best hair of the goons though they had that one guy, one guy had rock star hair. samurai cop rock star hair yep he fucking had thick ass long rocking hair so these are these goons showing up they're walking they're into in a ferrari by the way right so cody's got a plan in mind he's always got a plan in mind get right. the shower all steamy right so they're searching the place, and they hear someone's in the bathroom taking a shower. Right. So the guy's like, I got him. You go around back. I'll go in and get them. It's going to be no problem. But as this audience knows about the Abilenes, 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 Abilenes. Mike, what do we know about the Abilenes? They Wait, am I, I don't want to jump ahead. Sh- they, they can't, can't shoot, shoot straight. straight. Okay, I didn't want to jump ahead. They, they can't shoot pulls straight. Pulls open but, that curtain. The funny thing is they, so uh, they hear the shower running and I'm like, okay, Bev and Cody turned on the shower as a diversion, but the bad guy opens up the curtain and they're in the shower soaking wet, looking miserable. Yeah. Like it's cleaning the juices off. (laughs) You're not hiding on the opposite end of the room to get them by surprise. You're in the fucking shower. That's what you'd expect them. That's right. It was incredible. Couldn't believe that scene. And, and then, he w- rips out a dirty hairy line. Does it go ahead? Make my day. And then he misses. And he misses again. Yes. And he misses one more time. 
And so that leaves it to Beverly to fucking clean up his mess and shoot the one guy. One shot, taking care of business. And she starts telling him, hold up, let's move out slowly together. Well, and he first goes, she goes, make my day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. She's so disgusted with him. It and was she's so right. funny. Rightfully so. I love this about Sedaris. He's willing to tear down his character who's also a fucking, you know, king amongst right. ladies. And well, he's just like, there's got, when there's one, there's got to be another one. So they brush outside. Right. And Bev, she lines it up. She's ready to kill this fucker. No! Get out of the way. Jumps in her front of her. Let me mansplain this to you. <laughs> Misses it. Fucking the guy fucking five times. Four, yeah, four different times. Shoots the surfboard. <laughs> shoots the street sign they had as a decoration. Shoots a fucking bird feeder out of the sky. And then finally... Beverly just pushes him out of the way. Right. Boom, one shot. And they're just like, what the fuck? Why are these people coming over to Shane's? They they went and finished their shower. They got n- more naked. Because they were just in their undies before. Yep. And they're just sitting in the living room. Uh, he's funneling his gun in front of his crotch. He's cleaning his gun with his giant fucking... Uh, cl- Wait, what did I... Never mind. And so they're like, who the fuck could have put them up to this? Liza, could she be behind all this? Could it be this? Could it be that? At this point, they think the only person that knew he was going there was Lady Chamberlain. That's right. So, he's got to go back to his place to fucking gear up, get some more bullets for that gun. Right. Go back to the police, Tom, what we know. I'm going to go get my artillery. But he got, he got a little hungry. He just had some fucking hot sex. He's depleted. Right. Electrolytes. You need to put them back in your body, and there's one fucking candy treat that'll do it. Peanut brittle, of course. Peanut brittle. <laughs> I just had some peanut brittle recently. I had it in years. How'd it do for you? It's okay. I've never had peanut brittle. I don't like it. It's that does it? It doesn't taste bad, but it's it's much like a Heath bar, which I like Heath bars, but I don't like the shit sticking to my teeth. I don't like. Yeah, that's why feel. I don't do like chewy or like gummy stuff. Butterfinger. Like no, I yeah. love peanut brittle. I love Heath. I love Butterfingers. Fuck if I can eat them though, because right. yeah, I like I need to put dentures in to eat those motherfuckers, because yeah, right. yeah, that shit is infuriating. So while he's having that, walking to his car. Goddamn Buffington show up again. The but Buffingtons. They already won. Why do they, what do they need to prove? It, you know what? We like, won't beat you again. Prove it ain't a fluke. Woo! Exactly. It's just you got to prove it's not a fluke. If you're riding high, you got to ride hard. And they were trying to ride hard. Bobo had to build himself a new car because of the nitrous oxide situation. Right. So, of course, he's like, I got myself a new car. Why don't, let's go down the track where we're going to race and I'll show you. It's just a little thing. Right. So then we see that Cholo Bobo has a lowrider. I like that. Chobo Lobo. Ch- Cholo Bobo? I mean, Cholo Bobo. <laughs> That's fucking good. I mean, I was so shocked by this because it just starts fucking rocking and everything. Yeah. And we get the narration from Cody. Ch- B- Bobo's went and got a Cholo. He's, he's, got, he's got a fucking lowrider here. <laughs> So they race, and uh, Bobo wins again. Right. Our, our hero loses, so he's 0 for 2 in these races. Um, he's getting worried that he's going to disgrace his dad. The whole Buffington family shows up beside him, and they get out, and they're mocking him and everything. Is this the scene where... Yes, it is. <laughs> so the whole You're Buffington... You're going to see this. You're going to see this. If you look up this uh, on YouTube whenever I get it up there, because I immediately screenshot this, this will be the YouTube picture I use. So the whole Buffington family then turns around. Bobo and Papa Buffington drop their pants, and Mama Buffington hikes up her skirt, 
and they all have signs taped to their asses. One says we, the other one says are, and the last one says number one. And Cody, in disbelief, just goes, we are number one? That was... What? I <laughs> love I love that Sedaris is like, mouth it out for the camera. Yeah. And we see Cody, his eyes are still beaming. Like, he's happy for them. Right. He's not disgust. He's happy for them. We are number one? He's, he's torn. Our hero is torn because he doesn't want to disgrace his father, but he's so happy that the, the underdog is winning. How, how often can you bring someone that much joy in your life? Right. Like, he doesn't feel any less. He's going to get stopped on his way home. He knows it. He's going to fucking pick up a Dairy Queen ice cream cone, and the girl's like, yeah, the ice cream machine's broken. You're going to have to come back here and put your dick in my pussy to fix it. <laughs> And afterwards, my friend is going to fucking... You want some. Oh, sorry. Uh, no. I hit the table. I hit the table. <laughs> Millie hated the joke. <laughs> oh, no. The Golden Globus uh, producer did not uh, like me standing up and Griff slamming the table. Yeah, she's a little bit of a, what we call a freak bitch around here. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm sedarising it. I'm really just hammering it. Do you now. think Sedaris really fucking frustrated over his jokes? Yes, I do. You think he did? Yeah. He, he has 12 jokes. He's like, these have to go in the Plot, movie somewhere. no, but jokes. He's the like, movie is only an hour and 40 minutes because he's like, I got to get all the jokes in. All right, so Cody is back at the, uh, the Malibu Express, but so is Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They're following him, and the girls are there too, Faye and May. And they want to fuck. They always want to fuck. Murray, are you ever going to tell us whose hair you like the best? I think it was. I like the May, the brunette. I'm a brunette guy more than a blonde. Is that what we said? Yeah, he said that earlier. Oh no, yeah. we said Liza. Yeah, we, we thought we thought Liza. Yeah. We thought Liza. I, you thought June. I thought you were talking about her tits. I liked her tits too, but I thought you said her tits were the best. They I, were the best. And, and her hair. Everything yeah. about May was the best to Tim. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Everything. Everything that's about June was, was the best for me. That's why she was playmate of the year, people. That's Not right. Just of the month. That's right. Well, we're turn on again, Murray. Drawing, uh, ballet, and musicals. That's right. Because drawing are, Murray like one of her French girls. That's right. Yes. Me and Murray go to the ballet all the time. Yes. And so they're ready to fuck. <laughs> I like the line <laughs> delivery that uh, uh, Faye gave because he's like, "All right, ladies," because he hears like the guys come and he's like. They're going to come in. When I say get down, you get down. She goes, this is kinky. This is nice. Yeah. This is nice. Yeah. She's very excited. <laughs> I, that's the enthusiasm you want when you're getting into some like weird foreplay and everything. This is kinky. This is nice. Like when someone goes into a new like gimmick restaurant, this is fun. There's peanuts here. Right. So Matthew bursts in with a shotgun. Cody Barely gets out of the way of the shotgun blast. Yeah, he dodges it. He does a fucking Jedi mind trick to dodge the bullets and everything. Force force pushes the bullets away from him. And he actually hits kind of a target. Yeah, he grazes the ear. We saw it, though. He doesn't completely miss the target. He just hits the fringe of the target. Yes. So he gets the ear. And he gets away. He gets by. I think Matthew takes off. Or, and then Cody this is, chases Yeah, this him. is fat slappy guy. Yeah. Sloppy. And Luke comes in, the big black guy, and he's like, where's the fucking film, bitches? And right. They're like, we don't know what the hell you're talking Dude, about. Dude, it cracks me up. He's like, where's the film? Don't lie to me. That makes me angry. 
And he points. Right. He's like cutting a wrestling promo. He really was. He's Hobbs. And they are just like, we don't know. But this is kinky. Right. This is fun. And he drops the, that makes me angry, like two or three times in the scene. Like, that's his catchphrase. Yeah. Brother. And but, then he, but he trusts him, and he leaves. Yeah, he just runs out because he knows if they know that he's angry, they'll tell him the truth. Cody's like looking for him. He sees him drive off, and he's like, "God damn it!" Goes back to the Malibu Express. Very abrupt cut where he's like waking up from like a phone call. It's gets to the next morning. Okay, yeah. Beverly's calling him, telling him that Stewart was arrested for Shane's murder, and Cody tells her about that role of film, and then May and Faye come in. Okay. I, I this is why I like May better because she's got some coffee for him. What the fuck is Faye doing? She's got a boombox and a baton, right? And she's just twirling a baton. And she's like, "What's going on over there?" Oh, nothing. I just have a woman twirling a baton. Yeah, a naked woman pouring me coffee and another one dancing twirling a baton. Of course, I'm alone. And I then got- May gets out those fantastic tits. It's great, masterfully done. I got it wrong. That was Kayla's favorite joke. The whole, what do you think's going on over here? I have a naked woman, a topless woman serving me coffee while a dancer twiddles her batons. I'm alone. That was her favorite. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah. So he's, at this point, he's finally ready to fuck these two. He's like. You can push and push so much. All right. Sisyphus, I'll push this puss over the hell. I'll put my dick in each of yours. So he's like, Bev, I'll meet you up, but. I got something to take care of first. So Cody calls up Sally. He's like, get me June. <laughs> Apparently, we're like in the 19 fucking 30s. Were you? Hey, get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> this episode is going off the rails. <laughs> it's going so long, too. <sighs> Sally calls up. I mean, he, uh, Cody calls up Sally. Get me June. Apparently, he can't remember anybody's numbers or something. He just knows they're like 36, 24, 36. Right. He All he knows is like, oh, Sally, goddammit. <laughs> if you can't hear this on the mic, uh, Millie's like squeezing a fucking June toy. <laughs> and just staring far enough away. Fucking asshole, dog. <laughs> She looks so cute, though. So Sally, of course, is fucking elated to be getting another call from Cody. It's like two in a row, two days in a row. It's been a while since she heard from him. So she's like, are you still in those sexy jeans? Did you jump in the ocean with those jeans on? Are they like fucking skin tight right now? Do you got a boner right now? I Can I see the dick print in your jeans? Oh, my God. Can you cut out the inseam of your pants and send them to me? Liza would not like dick prints. Window. No, Liza would not. No. no. The window of his pants. Sally, that's her turn on. Sally, yes. Sally's like, I want you, I'm going to turn your pants into doozy, do, da, do, daisy dukes. So he's like, I need to talk to June. She's like, June knockers with an H? Yes. I love, that was a great joke. That was a good one. She knew it was with an so H. So as she's doing her job, she's playing with her nipples, as she always does. <laughs> Maybe that's how she tunes in the phone signal. And I don't know if we we mentioned it in the beginning, but Rodney, the woman named Rodney with the nice butt, is a photographer. And yes. he's like, I need some f- film developed. Can right. you get me in touch with Rodney? Yes, I can. Beverly uh, is talking to Lillian. Like, after their phone call kind of ends uh, with Beverly and Cody and tells her, go to the Chamberlain household, let Lillian know what's going on and everything. So Beverly is over at the Chamberlain house telling... Uh, 
Lillian, right? Yeah, Lillian, okay. that Cody's headed out to Palm Springs to get some film developed. Right. But of Marian, course. Marion, always listening. Yep, Marion's always there. Calls up John to tell him he's the, the villain of this movie. And then she's like, I'm heading out to Tijuana. Mike, why is Sedaris bringing Tijuana into this shit now? Because Andy Sedaris does what Andy Sedaris does, and only he knows why. I didn't get that part at all. He loves the donkey shows at Tijuana. Did we just not get enough of Marion, ma- made Marion? I had enough of her because we don't see her for the rest of the movie, and I'm y- glad because yeah. the hair was... Mm. Yeah, which is really weird because we find out she's working for the bad guys, and that thread never gets closed. That's a good point. Wow. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. And she never got her tits out. I think she's the only one besides Lillian who didn't They almost out. came out. Like, this was the scene where she was... Yeah, there was a scene where I thought, for sure, this is the one where I'm like, all right, it's happening. Yeah, Sedaris going to do, like, some big old tease for us this whole movie, and then finally a tit falls out? Because it was this scene where she was, like, leaning over into her mirror. She had, like, the big fucking... Yeah. Anyways, enough about these tits. By the way, we're we're all getting all about this fucking camera shit. The main crime is... Computer smuggling to Russia. Oh, yeah, that's which right. Which just got swept under the rug. I'm glad you brought everybody back to the plot of this movie. <laughs> yes. Selling Russian computer parts. No, yes, no, selling American computer parts to Russia. Okay, that was it. Okay. So John calls up his goons, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, to go get them. And then we get an unnecessary scene where they keep... Like Cody gets off on an exit and they can't get off on it. Oh yeah, yeah. and there's like you should have let me drive. What kind of shit going on here? Stupid. They arrive at uh, Palm Springs, right? Palm Springs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is where, as they pull up, June is already sitting out on her car and everything, and she sees them pull up, get out of the car. Who's this? Your older sister? Ooh, June doesn't like Bev. No, she doesn't want any of that competition. Wants Cody all for herself. Yeah, and so they they go. Rodney's hanging out at the the racetrack. She apparently at the racetrack. She has a, de- a development lab. Well, okay. when you're taking pictures of cars and also probably doing exclusive nude shots of June right. knockers. It's efficient. See the one pit stop guy who had the visor. It was like a tennis shoe. It had yes. like laces. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was amazing. Details. Sedaris. All of his movie. Treasure trove of details. So he's like, look, I don't need. These can be sloppy, but they need to be done really quick. Oh, is that how you do it? And Beverly. I thought she said, like, I've heard that before. Oh, yeah. Oh, that man. was probably it. I thought Jude actually stepped up and like, he's never sloppy. So she develops the picture, and they're like, I don't know. Man. He's like, oh, my God, that's Liza. Perfect picture. It's like, it's the open and shut case. We open see her shut. holding in her right hand a right gun. Hand. The but, killer was holding the gun in the right hand? Yes. Yeah, we, right you, uh, hand. you better write that down. I'm write that down? down right now. Write that down. Millie, can you write this down? Oh, boy. So pencil, Millie. <laughs> it is a pencil. She was squeaking. That's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so adorable. That's too right. So now after they've they had to go around and come back. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are are at the racetrack, and we get a boring shootout where they're just going through cars. Fuck, and, uh, yeah. dude. So the shootout was boring, but I lost it when uh, the sloppy one, Luke, Matthew, Matthew, uh, when Matthew 
is like, God, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to get him with this grenade. Yeah. <laughs> he, yes. he like randomly pulls out a grenade and then uh, Luke and Mark are like, no, you got to call. Don't use the grenade. And he's just like, I'm going to fucking get him with a grenade. Like he's losing his mind. Well, he does because he shoots it. a kid on a bike. He does. Yeah. He murders a <laughs> Even Mark and person. Luke are like, what the fuck are you doing? It was yeah. actually fucking good. Like the shootout and all that was boring, but there is these little parts like that. So fucking good. And I love that he's always like, I'm getting my grenade. And we see the grenade. Yeah. We see the grenade. And it's like one of those things where the little guy is like, let me at him. And then the big guys are holding him back. It's like this, but with the grenade. He's like, that's not me. It's a fucking grenade. Like he's gone feral. Right. So we've got a lot of bad shooting out happening. Cody runs away. He gets June happens to like come in for a pit stop. He jumps in June. Well, no, what happened? No, you're you're. I'm what skipping too much. The pit stop guys roll up the car. This car's great. It's the tits. It's the tits. And then June goes, what are these? And then pulls out her tits. Because she flashes her tits 12 times in the next five minutes. Yeah. We alluded to this one at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. yeah. So then Cody runs up to the car. He's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. She's like, oh, I'm coming with you. So June jumps in the car with Cody. They right. take off in the race car. He's trying to tell her we're in danger. There's people after us. <laughs> he he could not be more clear. He's like, we're going to fucking die. We need to get out of here. Get your head in the game. She's like, oh, yeah, you want my head in the game? He's like, no, I'm serious. We're going to fucking die. Speed turns me on. Oh, I'm man. getting so horny over here. I, the speed is getting me all wet. And she just keeps pulling out her boobs and trying to mount them. Yeah, right. so we got a camera fucking mounted in the back seat so we can see all that out. Right. And there's no way that uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke can catch up on a race car, so they hijack a helicopter. Right. Hungry Hauser. And then they start chasing them, and we're just driving, like you said, but June's got her tits out, and then she's like, "Wow, total rejection!" And we've got Matthew telling him, "Fucking shoot that idiot in the face! I can't see him." One of the best parts is they're in the helicopter chasing after Cody and June, and she has her boobs out and yeah. she's trying to get him, and he's like, "Look at what he's making her do! What yes. a scumbag!" Yeah, <laughs> like, like altruistic bad guys. Like, I can't believe he would. Force a woman to pull out her breasts. It was Meanwhile, so he good. Just shot a teenager. Yes, and killed him. <laughs> they were offended and by it. Hijacked a fucking guy driving the helicopter. Right, but his life. But taking a woman's uh, whatever. Yeah, that was bad. Her dignity. But, so now, yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Terrible. So uh, Matthew's like, we're going to head him off at the pass. Go up ahead and then land right in front of the car. I just have to get this one other thing in there. Okay. When he thinks he's got a clear shot, he's like, I can't get a clear shot. There's too many tits in the way. (laughs) There were. (laughs) Sorry. And so they land the helicopter in front. The helicopter takes off. Matthews is ready to kill. He was upset upset with that whole titty thing. And what's he like? He goes for the grenade and, like, drops it or something. Oh, he gets hit by uh, Cody. He gets hit by Cody, flies straight into the air. Lands, thankfully, on the other side of the road from where Luke and, not Matt, Mark, and Luke. Mark they land on the opposite side of the road of Matthew, and so then it's like, 
the uh, Cody's car fucking flies off the road yeah, and into hits a, a ditch. Sign. It hits a sign. Yeah. And so they're getting out of the car. Uh, Matthew blows up. But Matthew. Like, the before this, there's another great line where June sees them have a gun or something. She's like, "Oh my god, they're trying to kill us!" And Cody's like. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Yeah. That's what made that chasing great was that like Cody's taking it very seriously. And she's just like, I need a hog <laughs> right now. So Matthew blows up his grenades blow up. And, and if you don't pay attention to the whole detail that he's always pulling his grenade out, you won't get that. Exactly. And he was just full of confetti. It was weird. But, yeah, but then uh, the other two goons are like. No, we we told them not to keep messing with those grenades. <laughs> like they did. just just matter of fact. Like, I don't know how they're supposed to be remorseful over his death after he just ch- murdered a child right. on, a, on a little scooter. So Mark and Luke chase after Cody and June, and they're cornered. And Cody is like, "Look, I got to tell you, I have never hit a moving target in my life, and I hit <laughs> one bullet." <laughs> <laughs> so she does what she always does best. Her only thing when she's in a bind, she unbinds her top, <laughs> flashes her tits. Oh, Luke is mesmerized as he would be. They were a nice pair of tits. There were yeah. seven. Yeah, powerhouse Hobbs is like, all right. Yeah, the close up of his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perfect. I mean, if it had been May's tits, he would have went blind. That's how. <laughs> all right. And Cody. That's where the ELL song comes from. Turn to stone. Cody shoots him in the side. Fuck yeah. And then he does another. <laughs> he does another dirty hairy line. I know what you're thinking. Did I, have, did I shoot five bullets or six? It's a click. Yeah, I did. I should say. <laughs> but this gun has bullets, yeah. and you know that. Yeah, because he grabs Luke's gun and then shoots uh, Mark in the knee. So they're both fucked up. So they're both, yeah, they're both fucked up. They're going to get each other, and they're going to walk off fine. Yep. This is not a movie about killing bad guys Except or anything a kid like that. Earlier. That's all well, no, right, yeah, yeah that, but the bad guy did that. No. And Matthew, the real bad guy, blew up. Right. Yeah. And these two guys were just going along with it, trying to make money. And you know what? Sedaris likes a gray character. And right. Math, Mark and Luke are gray characters. They're yes. just trying to get by. Life is hard. So life is shades of gray. Life is shades of gray. Thank you, Cody Rhodes, for that line. Speaking of Cody's, Cody Abilene, for some reason, like drops the gun. He pulls the bullets out, and then and he, he leaves the bullets like five feet away from the gun. Like, I mean, all right, we're safe. Don't it makes sense it. if you're trying to hitch a ride. Yeah, because they need to hitch a ride. Yeah. And then speaking of hitch. The Hitchcock of Boobs, who always does a cameo in every one of his movies. This is it, people. If you want to know what Andy Sedaris looks like, he's driving an RV. Professor Sedaris rolls onto screen. Why? Because June once again got her tits out. And he he slams on the brakes. He's like, Cody's like, sir, can we have a ride? You sure you you sure can? And so can that lady right there. Uh, Everything about the scene is perfection. Right. Uh, Kayla saw Andy Sedaris, and she's like, that is the creepiest man I have ever seen. And he was trying to be a creep. And right. he did a fuck. She's like, the tongue movements were perfection. Right. I, I wonder if Sedaris is just like a normal gentleman in real life, right? Like he plays, like you think he's just the sleazy, like is. Hugh Hefner type. Yeah. But then in real life, he's just very respectful. And- Probably. Yeah. Yeah, he probably gets all of it out there, and then everything in his normal life is just like, oh yeah, I guess I guess she does have a nice. He's like the most there. chivalrous dude. He yeah. pulls out. Would never use for a swear wife. word. Right. Never like you know use tits. He'd be like. Yeah. He actually that. did point out like because they say fuck a couple of times. He's like, we don't swear in Sedaris movies. It's true. Yeah. They really don't. 
So and she goes, "God bless you, sir." He's like, "No, God bless you." God, <laughs> and she gives a like innocent little sweet smile. I, I love it. that his wife, when the tits are popped out, goes, "We must be in Hollywood." <laughs> so they return. I forgot about that line. Scholars have fi- tried to figure out what that's supposed to be. Professor Sedaris does uh, it again. It's after you eat some furniture, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so they return to town. They go to a payphone. He tells her, "Get me some ammo, hollow points." Or we learned from the exterminator. Maybe in California the rules are different, but <laughs> hollow points are illegal because they will fucking put a giant hole in your fucking body. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, like you can just get them at a store. But who knows? How did how did he only fucking take off Matthew's ear with a hollow point? I don't know. That's how bad his shot is. It just yeah. grazed him. This huge Barely. mass just grazed him. Barely. He calls up Beverly, and he's like, look, I got this plan. I got the film de- I got the film developed. I know who the killer is. Cut to a party. More tits. It's been a while. Yeah. Oh, It's been literally two <laughs> minutes since, yeah. since June got her tits out 500 times. But they were in distress. We haven't had fun tits. <laughs> yeah, I, I, w- I will say, and as I stated earlier... June had my favorite set, so I, you know these were disappointing tits after mm. after June. They were okay. very disappointing. Okay, they were yeah, disappointing ass too. Yeah, yeah. They, they did some ass close ups here. They, yeah. I mean, they had uh, like trunks or thongs or whatever on. They had yeah. some stuff happening here, but it was yeah. They were really. I guess John is that John Harper's fucking black room. He's throwing a party, I guess, for investors. Liza's there. Right, right. He got the early screener of Twin Peaks and he made himself the Black Lodge. He's got the Betamax showing Shane's fuck tapes on every monitor. Right. They're literally watching Shane's fuck tapes and just having a party and listening to some weird music again. Until. Uh, Cody arrives, pulls out that fucking dirty hairy gun. Barely hits the fucking. He got a little like transistor radio playing there shit. That thing had bass, but it wasn't bass. moving, so he was able to hit it. Yeah, that's right. And he's like, it was bopping, but it was not. moving. Liza, you are the killer. And he pulls that, opens his shirt, pulls out the fucking picture. It's open and shut case. People. And she's just like, uh, I don't think that actually is me. And then he goes, Oh yeah, just so happens Beverly and the lieutenant <laughs> arrive. Yes. He puts a sk- the stocking over her face. <laughs> right. Perfect. And then he goes, uh, close case, holds the picture to her face. And even Liza's like, yep, that's me. <laughs> I guess I did it. I guess I did it. All right. So now any normal person would end the movie right here because we're like, who cares who fucking killed yeah, shit? Yeah, no one gives know? a shit. We just went on a thrill ride. Emotional oh. erection. Is what uh, I called it. Emotional erection. Uh, my boner was up, down, all it around. It laughed. It cried. It went. Uh, uh, I mean, it turned over. It went back the other way. It threw up a little bit. It was intense. I got a picture taken. Yeah. Like a roller coaster, <laughs> guys. It's a metaphor. I've never been on a roller coaster. No. Okay. Wait, have you not had your dick taken a picture of, or have you never read on a roller? I'm, I'm getting mixed up. I have never been on a roller coaster, so my brain doesn't automatically go to getting your picture taken on a roller coaster. Okay, have you ever been to like Cedar Point? No, there's nothing for me there. Okay. I get motion sick, so. Oh, okay. I, it's the lines that ruin everything about. Roller yeah, I hate lines too. Yeah. My turnoffs are Turn lines. <laughs> Well, you Martian would be sickness? perfect for uh, who? Uh, Somebody waiting in lines <laughs> was there a thing? Yeah, someone had that. Uh, b- 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 I think it was June. 
It might have been June. Lisa. It was, no, it was your girl fucking Linda Weissmeyer, a.k.a. Yeah. yeah June. Yeah, yeah June. see? Match made in heaven. Wow. You guys could be on the lazy river together. And I see you're not wearing high-heeled shoes either. So I am yeah. not. He was offended by high-heeled shoes. I hate to tell shoes. you this. She died like 10 years ago. Sorry, Mike. <sighs> Damn. Well, I'm glad your marriage will yeah, still. Yeah, your marriage will yeah. still remain intact. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Sorry, okay. babe. Out there is a girl who doesn't like high heels or motion sickness. Right. <laughs> Next morning, I guess third time's the charm. But Buffington just can't stop rubbing it in. They want one more time. Three. The rubber match. Third time is the charm. They challenge Cody, but this time Cody's ready. This is Tony Khan booking right here. We. Fucking wipe your face twice. Let's do it a third time. No, this is better than Tony Khan booking because we want to see this third match. Well, yeah, it's it, that's true. I'm sorry. Bobo's got the fucking glass of the interceptors. He's got a V8. All right, that's right. He's ready to fucking. We just got ball. a little car down at the racetrack. Yeah, redneck toe cutter is ready to go. Cody's got like a Ford Escort. Some piece. He's of got shit. his daddy's car. Oh, he literally did. says, "Guys, that's I, the Oldsmobile." This isn't right. the day. This is this is my daddy's car, and they're like. Uh, we don't give a shit, Cody. Get down that track. We're going to fucking blow your <laughs> we ass. We're going to do some racing, boy. All righty. Well, that excites some more because like, now I can finally beat Daddy Abilene's fucking car. That's right. They, they've never done that. They got a fucking secret weapon down there at the tracks, too. A super secret engineer. But our boy Cody's got even super duper secret weapon because he pushes right. a little button on the. the Let's uh, not build it up too much because we're going to skip over one of my favorite throwing characters who I don't think had a name either. And they're all excited about him. We see this guy doing wheelies and everything. Was he some kind of South American, Latin character, Mexican character? Who the fuck was this guy? He was supposed to be the engineer of the Buffington car. I don't even know who you're talking and about. And they're so telling him. I vaguely remember this yeah, character. They're so. telling him. We're going to sell it. He operated like the racetrack you know and everything for him. Who was it? Andy Sedaris' son in real life. Was it really? really? Yes, it so was. he was not any of the things I mentioned. <laughs> no. Uh, and so they're like, we're going to celebrate this race by throwing a party with champagne. Oh, I don't want champagne. I want filet mignon, chips, and salsa. And no escargot? No escargot. Oh, they're not classy. So get get ready to rumble. The kid, uh, Sidera's son, goes out with the handkerchief. He's going to drop it so the drag race can happen. But our buddy Cody... Pushes a little button on the dashboard. Perfect Sedaris cut. Because as he, as the fucking, like, I don't, they look like vacuum clean dudes. No, what it something. was was uh, fire extinguishers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you see Papa and Mama Buffington in the background, and Murray's favorite expression goes over their face. Hands to the cheeks. They're in awe. They're like, what the fuck is that? Right. I saw something. I was watching March Madness. A little kid turned to the kid next to him and put his hands on his cheeks. And I was like, oh, Murray would hate. And not, maybe not children, but if an adult did that to another adult. <laughs> yeah, that'd be rough. Yeah, that'd be rough. So, yeah, he, he's he got the fucking Knight Rider fucking mobile because he's got a rocket strapped to the back of his car. That's right. And he just fucking blows past Bobo. Mm-hmm. All right, we're thinking the movie's over with. I am. I'm like, Wait, what? What else do we have to do here? He case closed. He kept his father case yeah. closed. He kept his father's honor. Yeah, I think. Okay, this is where we get the Tony Khan booking. We've had one false finish or one real finish that should have been the finish. Yeah. Now we're going on the second finish that should have been the finish, and he's like, Sally, I gotta call Sally, and we're like, what the. F- 
fuck? You just she got paid for four boob show showings. Yeah, so. right. You did the power bomb off the scaffolding. You did the suplex through the f- off the hell in the cell. Now we're going to Sally. What are you going to do next? Fucking have Undertaker reach up through the ring. He's going to have Sally call. <laughs> make sure that everybody's at the Malibu Express except Sally. Except Sally. She's Sally's not, not invited. Not allowed. And she, but she did it. She Everybody's did. there. Even Faye and May are there. That's right. June's there. Right. Lady Chamberlain's there. And big surprise, everybody. You ready for the surprise? Liza is there. That's right. The person that committed the crime of murdering Shane is there, champagne in hand. What? Hobnobbing with the rest of the Chamberlains and, and guests. There's got to be a convoluted explanation. And yacht manager Fairlay Doug. Doug Dickinson. Doug. I've only met one good Doug. I was actually having a conversation with our good friend, former WDV, WWE champion, Paul London. Yeah. Never met a Shane that wasn't a total dirtbag. And this Shane was a dirtbag in this. I I actually know three Shanes that aren't dirtbags. Oh, good. I'll nice. be the judge of Leveling that. Leveling it out. Leveling it out. Okay. I, I only know Kazugi and that Shane, apparently. And both of them are dirtbags. Yeah, Every are. fictional Shane has been a dirtbag. But my three. It's real like life everybody you cool. meet who has a praying hands tattoo is a complete piece of shit. You can never trust them. I, I don't know anyone that has that tattoo, but have, I, I, I would agree with bags. that. That's a dirtbag. Yeah, you got to watch more basketball. A lot of people have the praying okay. hands tattooed. So he's got everybody. This is his Columbo moment where he's going to reveal the, all the, the convoluted plot. Right. So a true Sedaris ending tells you while you were looking at all the tits, the beautiful story that. Just pass right through your brain. Here it is. Unless you're like me and writing down everybody's left and right hand gestures. Right. Mur- this show has ruined Murray on movies because he writes down clues constantly. Right. He's shown me the notebooks. It looks like something out of Memento. That's why if people don't realize how exhausting doing notes for this fucking show are. It's, it's ruined like us. He, Mike tapped out for five minutes. He's like, I can't keep up with this yeah. shit. As soon as. Yeah, this would have been a. Five-hour movie for me if I would have stopped and every time I'm something I'm fucking writing yeah. fucking with a pencil. Griff is typing. I'm writing with a pencil, all right? right. I can't even read my own writing in these fucking... It's yeah. no front. My notes, my my small amount of notes were handwritten as well. Yeah. New notebook, too, for Murray. Yes, new notebook. New notebook. I filled up the other one, you know? Filled it And off. I already sent it off to Smithsonian. They're going to keep it. Well, <laughs> oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Well, they, yeah. fuck, they don't pay for anything, and they were like, please... Let us put another edition on the Laserdisc Vault. It's good that they recognize class, though, unlike the Rock and Roll Hall of Shame. Yeah, it's true. That's right. So, okay, he reveals, he's like, I don't know if you've noticed, and this is some great editing. We get, he's like, the picture, Liza, Liza is holding the gun in her right hand. But I noticed when she was smoking, when she was handing over that big wad, when she was jerking me off, Doing the crossword it, puzzle. Well, she did it all with her left hand. And then we get nice cuts. Nice, nice choppy, abrupt cuts. The Raimi cuts. Yes. The Raimi cuts, yes. For doing things with her left hand. There's no way you could shoot with your, la- your fucking right if you're lefty. That's right. Not a chance. You wouldn't hit anything. He would know. He's practiced a lot. Yeah, he is a do- master of missing your target. With his dominant hand. So... This is such convoluted. How do we get to the point where we figure out it's actually Contessa Luciana that did it all? I don't remember. Oh, 
Because um, he it, starts whittling around the people who obviously couldn't have done it. Right. Yeah. Because um, Lady Chamberlain had a broken leg. Right. Um, all the dudes were too tall based on the killer's height oh in, the, this was another, in the doorway. I'm sorry. This was another big moment here because Sedaris is perfect at his subtle humor. And so he says, all the dudes were too tall because I could tell from the picture he does the Tinder thing. You have to do this in Tinder to make sure that the people are the appropriate height for you. And so you put them next to the background images and you figure it out. Look, look it up online. People do all the metrics and like a normal right. chain link fence is this high. I'm so glad I'm not single in this day and age. It's that's hilarious. Too, that's too much work. It's hilarious to see the lengths that people will go to to make sure they're not uncomfortable and talking to another human being. It's like, I'm looking for every excuse, so right. let me try to do this. Your hip is at the doorknob. That means that there's four more heights of you left. You're six feet. That's too tall. Um, no, it's the opposite. Women won't date anyone under six feet on those I things. mean, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. of course. Oh, yeah, I so, fully admit I'm a short king. That's right. I'm, well, no, nobody that comes on the Global Globus Theater that we're aware of is a Chippendale dancer. I don't think we have one right. Chippendale dancer. Not that I know of, but I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Stuart was a Chippendale dancer. <laughs> he would just spring that on us one time. Oh, yeah, I toured Europe. I'm a Chippendale dancer. They call us Chippendale <laughs> Stoos. I apologize, Stuart. Stuart, I don't know you. I've never <laughs> talked to you. Hold you on, sound was, like a perfect was, gentleman on the podcast. It was vaguely racist. What's I'm it? sorry. What, yeah. what just happened? We're, and we're all white, but somehow it was racist what you said. What just happened? <laughs> I don't know. You can't do accents, bud. I love you. Did I go into an accent? Yeah. You did. <laughs> okay. I literally did a fucking book report in school, and people were like, what is that voice you're doing? And my yeah. friend later told me, You've been listening to too much Mitch Hedberg. And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? That- I did a book report as Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg has a weird thing with his voice where if you listen to too much Mitch, you start to have cadence. His cadence. Yeah. Went right over my head. So, anyways, there's this moment where she, where he's going, I noticed that this had to be a woman. She's not tall enough. Every man in this movie is over six feet tall. Yep. They cut over to Liza, bites her bottom lip, and nods. Thank you, Sedaris, yeah. for making us short kings feel like assholes. You yep. know, Sedaris is like Dane DeVito size. I, right. It's even better. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So oh, Cody paid a bit. He went over to Luciana's place, and she just left all these breadcrumb crews, clues. There's there's uh, a key waiting for him. I told you, we're yep. playing Blue's Clues here. He, pulled, he opens the door. She's like... All right, and then there's like a sign, the arrow pointing to the keyhole. Put the key in here. <laughs> Please. Puts it in. We forgot to bring up the one fact, I think. I don't know. Uh, Cody Abilene is Kama Sulate oh, at Kuma Texas. Sulate, yeah. He's at as Texas, dumb as he looks. Yeah, there was At that. Texas University or whatever right. it was. Longhorns. <laughs> so he is a genius right. sex god. That's right. So Luciana left him a note. And and there's like a like a little tape recorder. He puts it in. Yep. Plays it, and she's like, "Yeah, I had to kill Shane because Shane was working. He was working with the, the computer smugglers, apparently. And I made also, and he was trying to blackmail people that I love. Right. Right. That would be Anita, apparently. Lady Liza. The Chamberlains. Yeah, yeah, the Chamberlains. Yeah. yeah, the Chamberlains. 
And I also, I made a mask of Liza. And you like know some, I'm an artist. <laughs> there's something with like a scarf on. He pulls yes, it off. No, he says, I, you know I'm an artist, Mike. Thank yep. you. You know I'm an artist. And so you're right. There is just that one object that- We also learned that, uh, this is get back to the beginning, what you brought up, that she's in Hawaii now. Yes. And we see a scene of her showering off. Like she's in a bikini. She's outside, like toweling off. And you want to say what she's doing, Mike? And she's arbitrarily like opening up the bottoms, the front bottom of her bikini, and like kind of letting water splash down in there. And she does it like two or three times. Oh like, yeah, is she, that ladies? Is that just cooling off the undercarriage? What's going on? Here? Clearly, Sidera yeah. said, "Be sexy," and she was like, "Fuck, this <laughs> is better." I put thought, some water on this burning bush. I, 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 hey, I thought I found it kind of sexy. You did yeah, like yeah, it. I liked it. If you were, if you were just like in a, it would be weird. I would, I would, I would think it was weird, but I would go with it. I would, yeah. I would stop and go, "Hey, what are you doing?" Right. If you ever saw that in I, the real life, I, I do funny. appreciate. Um, her keeping it clean as a non-mustachioed <laughs> well, man. That's the, that's the whole point of this thing. Right. Juices. <laughs> She's washing the juice off. We've been saying hygiene, hygiene, hygiene for so much of this movie that hygiene. somebody named Gene. One of my turn-ons. Someone named Gene probably thinks we're trying to say hi to them. No. Keep it clean, motherfuckers. All keep right, it warm, so, yeah. but keep it clean. <laughs> right. So she's chilling in Hawaii. He, she's like, you know, I'm an artist. It's a fucking mask of lies that she was wearing because she killed. Because he he saw that the the scratch marks, and I I pointed it out when I was doing my notes. The scratch marks were out from a right hand. Could it have been righty? Yeah, it's no on South the Southpaw could have done yep. that. Right side of the little key insert. Yeah, you're not going to take your left hand and move to the right of the lock. And Jimmy from the other not side. Not happening. It just makes sense when you think about it. Everything Sedaris put in front of us makes perfect sense. Well, we learned that Shane was committing treason, so who cares? Fuck him. Right. Like, nobody goes to jail for this. And as we mentioned, and as we also mentioned, Marion was his accomplice and sees yes. no fucking... We don't get any wrap-up with her. She's right. in Tijuana. That's she's in she's Tijuana, in. Yeah. yeah. We learned she oh, was yeah, in Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She even, there's a moment at that one party where she says, I know we all work for Jonathan, but that doesn't mean you can grope me. Right. So. Yeah. so she's like, Cody, meet me in Hawaii. Molokai, to be exact. Yeah. Because that's where all the. Uh, make it a little of that post haste I've been hearing so much about. I'll be counting the days. It's hot in uh, Hawaii, too. It's so hot, I got to yep. cool my puss down. That's right. And she's not quite 40 yet, so it's still. Yep. The steak is sizzling. She's not, steak. Thank you. That steak is... <laughs> well, that actually makes sense that she was over 40 because she's having a hot flash from menopause, so she needs to cool her shit down. <laughs> oh. So, oh, boy. So uh, Lillian's like, young Ooh. man, that is so impressive. You would go a long way to help a woman, wouldn't you? And that's where we get the nice <laughs> tit montage. He looks at every woman on the boat, sees her tits. This is the moment we were joking about at the top half nine days ago. Where we were saying that he has a flashback to women he didn't even fuck, but he imagines himself fucking them. He's like, that's right, ma'am. I would. Anything to help a lady. He's got his cap. Yeah. On, and then they just drive off. With it, drive They're off, all they in their best the white boat wear, too. Yep. Right. I'm sorry. I don't have all the white. But, I'm sorry. No, this. Uh, this um, Sexistificated. Plum color. It works Maroon. for you. Maroon. 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 And then we get. 
some more of that nice graphics for the end. And we get that 50-year-old wrinkled lady death strike licking her lips. Right. Oh, boy. The end. And Finn. I mean, Andy Sedaris figured out music later, because think about it. Hard ticket to Hawaii. That is an earworm. He yeah. figured it out later. Hard ticket to Hawaii. We got well, that he, on vinyl. He, yeah, he, 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 he commissioned. Oh, uh, I think Mike has that too. Not on vinyl. Oh, you didn't get that one? Oh. We got it. Mon, Mon, Mongo? Mondo? Mondo did it? Yeah. Mondo did it. Okay. There might be some more available. Yeah, there might, I'll have to check that might still that be up there. Okay. I thought I, whenever we get anything on Mondo, I assume you get it too. Because no, we usually I've, circulate I've them. really slowed down on my this record was, buying. This was a... Yeah, me too. me too. I might not have seen Hard Ticket when it got the vinyl got released. This was like three years ago. Yeah. Three or four. Oh, then maybe I did. Yeah. Anyways. All right, Griff. So next week, we're going to do a movie I haven't seen, but I've heard great things about Hold on. this movie. We're doing this show next week? Yes. I'm intrigued. Yeah, we're going to do it solo after having three guests in a row. We're going back to just us. So oh, boy. You're stuck with us for one week at least. Maybe we'll get it under nine hours. This movie, it's a martial arts movie. It okay. takes place in the land down under. Stars two guys we were just talking about a couple weeks ago. Hugh Keys Byrne, a.k.a. Toe Cutter. Yes. Okay. And Roger Ward, a.k.a. I think that's his name, a.k.a. Fifi McAfee. Okay. They're not starring in it, but they're in it because the star is a guy who I think is a big deal in 70s martial arts. I don't remember his name, but it's called The Man from Hong Kong. I'm looking forward to checking this out because apparently he has a lot of great stunt work in it. Okay. I'm excited. It's directed by the guy that did Turkey Shoot. I like that. And George Lazenby, the most unfairly hated, I think, James Bond out I there. agree with you. I really... Th- this, Lazenby was the first time we saw Bond actually... Going in disguise, using an accent, and pretending to be someone else. Wait, what? What Bond movie are we talking about? On Her Majesty's Secret Service. I'm and on top of it, on. you get the greatest Bond villain until he's evolved, and the greatest Bond girl in Diana Rigg. So yep. I don't know why people shit on that. It's a great movie. It's one of my favorites. So yeah, he's in it as a villain, and he does a fucking. George Lazenby, the actor, lets the people set him on fire. It's a crazy fucking stunt. He almost died. Jesus. So check in next week for the man from Hong Kong and keep it warm. And keep it condiment free. And keep it clean. Hygiene.